0: Please be advised. The, the kind of movie critics podcast, podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're gonna want to see. This shit also contains profanity,
1: profanity. So there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, it's treezy. It's Martin mail, man. It's your man
0: Chandler. And I'm young Leezy.
2: Kinda Movie Critics. Um, you know how we do, man. We're 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 monthly podcast here. And we're gonna start our uh our Patreon page for <laughs> monthly subscribers. One episode a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bunch of content we don't give you guys that we we're thinking about giving the Patreon people.
0: Uh, What are we gonna do? Like just screenshot the group chat? That's it.
2: That's it. It's very entertaining. That's That's actually very good. Yeah, I think that's that's like banned for TV. That material. What if we like
3: took the group chat and then put it into an internet thing where it like put a voice to it, like a robot voice? Oh, and read it aloud, and then we release that as a podcast.
2: Yeah, that might not translate too well. I don't know what you're talking about. Not in the robotic voice. So it's like serious things in a very monotone tone. You know? I
0: feel like. (laughs) Of all of y'all, I read Corey's voice like the most animated.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I, I, well, okay. Animated. So I read Martin's text the way he
4: talks, and he's not animated. <laughs> but I
0: don't. I don't read Martin <laughs> that way. I definitely read Corey that way. He's like Emma Stone. Mm. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. the
2: creepy energy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, a lot of things have happened since I guess the last time we put out an episode. Uh, the the biggest being the the passing of Kobe Bryant, his daughter Gigi, and uh and the other passengers that were on the helicopter that uh dreaded Sunday. Um,
0: rest in peace to them.
2: Rest in peace to them. Um, I don't know if you guys want to do a quick moment of silence for that, just to acknowledge that. Uh,
0: He's an Oscar winner. Let's do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, dear basketball. So we're gonna give you a nice moment of silence, guys. Starting now. All right, Martin. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> it was all
2: silent except for your sleeve. Uh, moving across the table. Yeah. Was that like in protest?
1: No, not at all. I um, thought you were going to go for 24 seconds like the NBA teams. Oh, no. Really this is a podcast. In the, yeah. in the editing process, it became a 24 seconds.
2: Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, That's this is a podcast. 24 seconds of silence is kind of dangerous. That's it dangerous really territory.
0: Is. Like Does this just keep working as it on yeah. still?
2: And, and honestly, Kobe would want us to... To go harder, yeah. so I don't think yeah. he would approve of that 24 seconds. Of, he'd want us to be the best we can be with every
1: second. And of do you breath. think He Got Game would have been a better movie with Kobe? No,
2: I didn't even know that was a thing. Was that a thing?
1: Yeah, I think it was, I
2: thought it was, it was Alan Iverson. That was supposed to be, I thought I heard it was Kobe. I would have
0: like liked that. for it to have been Kevin Garnett, just knowing what we know now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Garnett, yeah. yeah, he would have been way yeah. better than Real. I and mean,
3: I just think it's a tragedy that he wasn't able to be uh, in the sequel to Uncle Drew.
0: Uh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, so uh rest in peace, Kobe, Gigi, and everybody on the um helicopter. And uh Kirk Douglas also passed away. Um, which obviously, you know, that's uh um you know that's a that's a blow to Hollywood. He was a gentleman that seemed to be in every era of uh you know, filmmaking. So, He's uh, 103 years old.
0: Yeah. Man. What's funny is maybe yeah. like a month ago, I like checked to see if he was still alive. If he was, yeah. He was. And I was, and it said like how old he was. And I was like, God dang. Yeah. I knew he was old. Yeah. But I was like, yo, is he still, something about his, I want to say is what's his grandson's name? Cameron.
2: I don't know. Maybe. I think his name's Cameron
0: mm-hmm. Douglas. Okay. Um, uh, Michael's son. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they did a movie with the three of them and you cannot understand anything that Kirk is saying like the entire movie. Oh, wow. But, um, I don't remember what it was called but I couldn't get through it cuz I couldn't keep translating so right. that's really insensitive but whatever. Um but something about his his grandson came up and I was like is he still alive and he was.
2: Yeah. No, I'm 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 on the same page with you at least a couple times a year I would just, you know, you, you know how you do on IMDb You go down rabbit holes and you'd end up on Kurt Douglas. <laughs> and I would say fuck every time.
4: Like mm-hmm. fuck,
2: jeez. Like you know, he's got some strong genes or you know, something. So uh so one hundred and three years old. He passed. Um, he was born in nineteen sixteen. Right. That's Which, a year after Birth of a Nation. Yeah, the 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 one we don't speak of anymore. The bad one. Yeah, right. the bad Birth of a Nation.
3: That it was also a technical marvel of filmmaking. <laughs>
2: right. <laughs> one yeah. of the
1: great tragedies of this industry. <laughs> right. And a year before nineteen seventeen. Right. Which right. this is not yeah. a stand
2: up comedian podcast, but you know there's some, there's some humor there, right? Sure. Like he was, you know, yeah. that he was, but. Well, well
3: it's crazy. You know. Yeah. They were able to consult somebody who was actually there for the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Technical yeah.
2: consultant.
3: Kirk yeah. Douglas. That's,
2: I don't know, man. I mean, I was That's just thinking
3: ridiculous. like <laughs> we were having a lot of fun in the group check because pinpointing how old Kirk Douglas was for like things that feel incredibly long ago. Yeah. Like the, uh, the stock market crash of 1929.
2: He was 13 years old. <laughs> right. Or yeah. Wizard of Oz being, like he a, was a twenty-three when Wizard of Oz a, came out. He could have took a date too, you know, to see Wizard <laughs> yeah. of Oz. Like he, yeah. he would have
1: thought it was like a corny kids movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, Yo, Kirk is old, bro, or was old. So um uh, yeah, shout out to him, man. We can't. I mean, you know, we could do. We we grouped his moment of silence in with Kobe's. We can't keep doing a bunch of moment of silences. So. um uh, but yeah man So that, that's 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 kind of funny <laughs> Kirk He's Douglas e-
3: was <laughs> He was in his 80s When the internet came out
2: Dog <laughs> oh, yo, Yo
0: First of all or No no, he was <laughs> in
3: his 70s But yeah I mean This was an elderly man At that point Probably yeah. never understood The internet
2: So my thing is like If an agent sent him a script Right Like you know They probably do it via email You're like Wow well, I don't What the f- <laughs> Print it and Bring it over here I don't know what the <laughs> Fuck you're talking about You know what I mean That was probably a bad Kirk you know Douglas oppression, but yeah maneuvering around the internet in the 80s uh, in, in his 80s like it's impossible I mean, yeah. to grasp
3: i mean yeah cuz when you're what I, the internet what's let's say 95 is when it starts to like you know it's it's everywhere right, right. uh Kirk Douglas at that point is 71
0: oh okay. and it's probably super confusing cuz at that time it used to like come in the mail to your house like yeah. the kids don't have any like idea about that like right no and mailing <clears> you pro- the internet he yeah. was probably
3: like uh, this will never catch on, right? Right, <laughs> right? And then he's like 85, and he's like, I guess it's still, should I learn? I probably don't have long left, right? I'm not going to worry about it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's
3: 95, and he's like, well, I mean, maybe I should get a hold of it now. Yeah. So maybe like the last like eight years of his life, he was like really into the internet. Maybe he just like became a whiz at
2: it. Or right. he could
0: have been like, so y'all got all this technology, and you reinvented a telegraph. That's really, really
2: awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know that 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 would have been those would have been great conversations.
3: Who here has seen nineteen seventeen? I've have. seen it. You've seen it, Martin. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: great, it.
3: right? The old folks yeah. in
2: the room haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. It's on my list for sure.
3: <laughs> I mean, I I'm not a war movie guy. I don't know if you that's a genre you like, Martin. But it's not a genre I'm generally in favor of. I don't and like this, it either. This movie moved me like I have, am rarely moved by a film. I saw, I saw it twice. I would love to go see it again, but. I think it's, like, probably one of the most accessible war movies. Yeah,
1: definitely for this generation. Sure, Because I know the the, um, criticism has basically been, like, it feels like a video game. I don't understand how that's a criticism. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. Because, like, that's a plus for me. Like, if somebody could do, like, a really good video game movie, that's kind of what this feels like. Yeah like definitely like a lot of the sequences when he's like in the dark or whatever like yeah. going through this like no man's land it felt like metal gear solid well obviously. and i think that's mm. really just a comment on the aesthetics right yeah. because video games have always
3: utilized by their nature a floating camera mm. that yeah. never cuts so I don't I that's a BS criticism to me, to be like, oh, it uh, reminds you of the way a video game looks. That's to say nothing of the incredible storytelling or performances or cinematography yeah. that happen in that's the film. That's very true. Which exactly. nineteen seventeen has like the best acting in a war movie that I've seen in a long time.
2: Better than a private Ryan? Right?
3: Here's the thing Spielberg plays real big with emotions, right? Like he sweeps, like he is not a subtle filmmaker. Right. Uh this is a very subtle film filled with very subtle performances. Really? Yeah. So yeah. I mean I think Saving Private Ryan is great. I think that feels like an old Hollywood movie with with modern uh aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And 1917 feels like a portrait of reality
4: to mm. me.
2: So uh so it's it, 1917 was shot to be like a one-shotter, right? Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's like uh, a one. Yeah,
1: it's like two basically. But it oh, is. Yeah, there's it's kind a of break. A, but
3: yeah. <laughs> there's, oh, there is a break? It's a story driven. Yeah, you'll yeah. see a break. Okay, okay. Well, that's
0: because you guys are filmmakers and you're looking for the seams. No, mean, no, no,
3: no. I mean, that's not. Really related to what Martin's alluding to, but oh, okay. yeah, I mean, but if you're looking, it's kind of fun, and it to me, it didn't take away from it at all. But nah. I like looking for the seams, yeah, I did too. Like, there's I like could definitely tell, one. well, yeah, because some of them are like you know, the ones you'd expect, like you know, something passes in front of the frame, and it's like, yeah. okay, well, that's one, but then there's other ones that are more subtle, like a character jumps, and if you're looking, you can see the motion tracking on the background as it. Uh, As it transitions to another yeah, shot, you yeah, know, nice. and it's like very subtle. Like you really have to be looking to notice it. You watch anyone? Y'all watch those videos on YouTube, the Corridor Crew? No. I feel like you would love them, Martin. No. All right, the Corridor Crew is these guys. They sit on a couch and they look at VFX sequences for movies. Oh. Um, and these guys are VFX artists. Um, they're like they have their own like you know kind of lower budget studio, but they just analyze like, hey, this is a good VFX shot, this is a bad VFX shot. But they also really educate the viewer on like VFX. Yes. This is yes. how it works. This is what makes a good one. This is what makes a bad the one.
2: Corridor crew. Yes. I got to check that corridor
3: out. crew. They have a ton of installments. They used to just have like a channel where they kind of made their own content. And then they started doing these. Um, it's, it, it, I think they're called VFX artists react to whatever. Right. And there's like probably 25 of them now. They're so good. Highly right. recommended. And they've taught me a ton about how visual effects work.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's dope, man. Uh, I think stuff like that is very necessary. You know, like um,
3: I think if people like if people listen to this podcast, you you're in the
2: market for you're in the that kind for that of, sort of stuff. That's dope, man. Um, good plug for them. This is not an ad, but good plug. Um, <laughs> oh no,
3: I their hand is in my pocket for sure.
0: What <laughs>
3: motherfucker? <laughs> I got a big old paycheck. Sorry, <laughs> sorry.
0: I meant to tell you guys. I want in. Okay.
2: <laughs> so so um. So did the 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 sort of the one take style? Did it really serve the story well? Like yeah, it, it, definitely. Did did it? Did, do you feel like you're in the middle of a war in this film? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay,
3: absolutely. I yeah. mean, it takes place in 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 real time, and I think it is kind of this contract, this social contract that you, the viewer, sign with the movie, where it's like, okay, I'm going to be here for everything. Right. How
0: how long is it?
3: Uh, 2, two fifteen maybe. Okay. Maybe to, I mean, it's not long. Yeah, it's not that
0: long. I might check it out with you. I'm not a war genre person either. And Dude, that you don't turns have me to off. That's yeah. the thing. And I've
3: been recommending this to people who specifically dislike war movies. Mm-hmm. And I've heard nothing negative from anybody. I've okay. not heard anything, like, from people that I know in real life that didn't like it. So. Yeah, I
2: got to check that out. Um, yeah, no, just the, I, the concept of it to me... Um, Really blew me away when I at that first heard about what it was supposed to be on the Act yeah. 3 podcast, actually. Oh, um, wow. You and Thank Steven you. were talking about it. I, I knew about the film, but the fact that it was a one taker, I, I had no clue. <clears throat> and then you guys brought up the idea of like how it was, you know, the trailers and the marketing. It's like, these they didn't are,
3: really sell that. They kind of buried that concept in there, which I think is cool. Yeah.
2: It's very dope.
3: Because yeah. I think there's also a degree of the audience that will go see the movie and not notice. Yeah. That yeah, it doesn't cut. That it doesn't
2: cut. Interesting. And
3: it, and it feels like I don't know, like Birdman is a movie that I like, yes. And that also like looks like a oneer, right? But, right. Bert, hmm. I don't think Birdman really has a reason to do
2: that. It's just a stylistic flourish, which is fine. Well, I think it, it's kind of like it's it, you're watching a play, right? It's, it's like like you're watching a play about people that are in a play. In play. a play, it's like very th- meta. That's where <laughs> that, that to me is what the purpose of it was there. It's Maybe. Like you, you get to see like.
4: The scene changes. It's very
2: meta. Yeah, it's very meta. Well, that's what it did for me. I'm not saying that that was the best choice, but. I mean, no, I think that
3: that movie has a very cool look and I love it. But this is the best use story-wise of that concept that I could ever imagine.
2: So here's the thing. The best one take movie I've ever seen. It was like I think episode two that we did of the kind of movie critics podcast. I mentioned it. Is this is a movie called Victoria.
0: Yeah, we yeah, the, the German film.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, a re- so, that's a real yeah. oneer. They yeah. really it's did. Not that. No, yeah. it's,
0: it's a no bullshit one that they like yeah. shot every time.
2: So. Yeah, but what I really like about I think about they
3: only it, shot Victoria two times too. I think they only had enough budget for two times.
2: That's amazing. Oh, wow. And they used the I don't remember which one. Probably the second take. I think it was the second that's one. That's how it usually goes. But they
3: had that was so low budget, yeah, they could only do it twice.
2: Dog. See, to me, the way they use time, mm-hmm. whereas like she comes out of the club and then you know, as a night, you know, and then it transitions in the morning time, that to me was the best like that's to me is what what really drew me in about it. Yeah. Was that I knew I watched a one take movie, but but in your brain, the way And the time that they shot it, and how, you know, they used the sun, and it was fucking amazing, bro. Like it's incredible. So, so I I hope nineteen seventeen sort of. Well, I would
3: say, I mean, there's a core difference there in that Victoria is actually the magic trick of making that happen for real, yeah. And nineteen seventeen is, you know, a, a very expensive Hollywood production, right? That is mimicking. That aesthetic for a story Purpose yeah gotcha. so you know it's not going To be impressive it's not the as same ballsy way. yeah Oh well, sure and I mean yeah because I don't think you can Do a, a such an Expensive like war epic in One take actually right. with all the effects yeah. And stuff that they have going on yeah. there's no
2: way No way Um so uh we bring up 1917 in relation to the Oscars which are happening tonight which so by the time you listen to this episode the Oscars already happened. That's right. right. Um and 1917 obviously is a big contender for best picture and then y'all's prediction is the second if 1917 doesn't go it's Parasite, right? Yeah. That's uh that's your prediction Chandler and Martin yeah. Yours as well. Well sure. you haven't seen I haven't
0: seen anything.
2: Parasite was fucking amazing, bro. Like that... I
0: am the person who cannot get over the six inch wall of the subtitles at in a theater. I will watch it at home, at home. with this with, Because like I waited for Handmaiden until it came oh, on, yeah, on right. TV and like I very much enjoyed it, but I can't watch I can't do that in a theater. Like I don't I can't do it. That's interesting. I Why? I just can't. I, I I can I can watch a movie in English or in Spanish in a theater, and that's it. I, if it's another language other than that, God bless you. Mm-hmm. I just can't do it and because
3: I I have a easier time paying attention to anything in a theater in a theater. Yeah, so it actually helps me to watch. I mean, that goes for everything, like subtitled films included.
0: That's very fair, but mm-hmm. I'm very concerned that like. I I can't do it. Yeah. I'm I'm concerned I'll be asleep. Right. Now
3: I did fall asleep during Parasite, but that's just because I am a sleepy boy. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs>
4: I'm a sleepy boy. Um
2: the visual storytelling style of Parasite, you know, it, it kind of makes up for the subtitles, in my opinion. Or yeah. not make up like they have anything to make up. I mean, it's a Korean film. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's their prerogative they want to speak Korean. But
0: um I mean they should.
2: But, yeah. But but the visual storytelling style of this was just I was immersed in it so much yeah. that like subtitles. Like I was glad to read them just to, you know, it was a privilege to be able to read them to to go parallel with what I was seeing. You know, that's how it almost felt for me. Um, it didn't get in the way at all, man. And and I'm the slowest reader that uh, that they come in, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. um,
0: You know what? I was going to watch In the Theater. I just couldn't find it that does have subtitles. I was going to watch The Farewell. But like part of that the movie Farewell. is also in English. Right. The
3: Farewell. The um, Farewell is very good. It's mm-hmm. a shame that that didn't get nominated for anything. And I love Lily Wong is like, I mean, a powerhouse director. I think going forward, it will feel real dumb that she didn't get yeah. nominated. Yeah, it
2: will. I, I, I feel the same way after, especially after watching her on The Hollywood Reporter. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm i very interested in her. And and then the fact that her and Barry Jenkins are an item.
3: Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like serious, like buying property. Like, well, so, you know, she says, and, and <laughs> well, yeah, that's she mentioned it, you know, because she mentioned there was like a story yeah. between them, like where they want to move. And so, um yeah, so that to me, that was interesting all in itself. I'm, I
0: lied, I did see these movies. I just didn't see some of them. Um but I the, didn't see the ones that you guys are excited about, so sure. Um but I the ones that I did see once upon a time in Hollywood, marriage story, Irishman. So I really did like marriage story. I don't I mean Marriage
2: Story was cool, it's forgettable. To me I'm very interested in the space. There's a few movies that I feel like got snubbed in the Oscars and oh, obviously a ton. there's yeah that's not that's not like a hot take unique opinion. Um most of everybody who is catching up and seeing Parasite now are like, you know, I see them get on social media like Parasite definitely best movie of the year. And for any of my friends that have ever come out and say that You know, I I agree with him. It's really dope, but I always say it's my second favorite film. And my first favorite from this year that didn't see anything was Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, And for me, that was the most inspirational, um, visually stunning film that I had seen. Um, And and I I just have an affinity for films that are done on a very, very low budget, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but still have this morsel of storytelling uh, that is unique or, you know, that that permeates far beyond like the viewing experience you know and and there's so many things that that last black man in san francisco has changed the way that i view things as a filmmaker going into projects i had no
0: idea that had that much of an impact on you i knew you liked it but
2: yeah just it, it was it was amazing on every level i mean the acting could have been a little bit better but everything around the acting was so genuine, man. Did, did, did have y'all seen it? I haven't had time. I know it's available to stream. What service is it on? Right? Oh, uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Okay.
0: I that one. Um, rest in peace to the nod because they're going over to Quibi or Quibi. Oh,
4: actually, really?
0: As Jalen oh. likes to call it. Um, but they're yeah. So their last episode like aired this week, and I'm pissed. Okay. But well, last week, and I'm pissed about it. But whatever, I don't matter. So right. So um. Fast
3: forward five years when kind of movie critics is on Quibi. It's all, it's all Quibi.
0: <laughs> Cut the check.
4: Yeah, so, basically,
0: um, They th- they were the ones who really like saw it and were moved by it and mm-hmm. made me really excited to see it. And mm. that's one of those situations where something piques my interest and then like I'm, it's not accessible for me because I don't live in certain markets. And that one had right. a super limited release. It's very limited, yeah. So I was just like, Ugh. And then, you know. I was gonna watch it how I used to watch movies, but the server for that like got shut down. So <laughs> how was <couldn't>... that? How <laughs> <I> was what? <laughs>
2: how was how you usually watch movies? Uh, easy?
0: I said used to.
2: Oh, used to. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha.
0: usually watch them in the theater. Gotcha. Feds ain't listening to this shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, because I did want to support it. Right. But I, I mean, I couldn't. But at the very least, I was trying to see it. So when it came on Amazon, I was like watching this exactly now. Yeah. Um, and I'm
2: grateful you told me that it was there.
0: That is a beautiful movie. Yeah. Considering like it's a first film.
2: Yeah, and it, it was a crowd-funded film.
0: Mm-hmm. It
2: was yeah, they they raised they raised the funds and what's that thing called that people do? Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um yeah, uh really 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 dope film, man. Uh, Martin, I'm scared to ask you cuz I feel like you're gonna I mean, you've had a good Listen, you like you like you like the uh, <laughs> Uh, Blind Spotting, which was another film shot in the Bay Area, like yeah, I like, like Blind Spotting. Okay, Blind Spotting's amazing. You like? Sorry to bother you, right? It yeah. was okay. All right, but I'm scared to ask you about this because I feel like you you didn't like it.
1: No, I liked it. It's an interesting movie. I just don't know what the ending is like. Really trying to say. It's just like you just give up. Yeah, we'll but he's here. Is the, here's the thing
3: the though is that he's the last one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the, that's he's really the, yeah. Uh, that's what, that was that's the story. Um, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. I get. What I guess saying.
1: I guess it's trying to say like don't, don't like you. Your home is not necessarily where you live. It's just it's like the people around oh. you or the people yeah. your relationships and stuff like that, and just to keep in touch with people. Like, the, even though the neighborhood might change and it might have meant something like 20, 30 years ago, doesn't really mean that now. Yeah. That's the same yeah. thing that, like, Thor Ragnarok is saying, right? Like, Asgard's <laughs> yeah. Asgard, not a place,
3: it's a people. It's, a people. it's in your heart.
0: That's um, real. The, for- the ending surprised me, uh, to be honest. Yeah. I, I was, like, rooting for him in a way, and then I was like... Well, the The ending made me sad and I was just like, wow, like, yeah. you know what it, it felt like? It felt like, you know, when kids don't have a dad and they're like, my dad's an astronaut. Like, that's what it felt like.
2: Right. The story right, you tell yourself
0: right. to to make everything OK.
2: Right. And. and yeah. Yeah. But. The,
0: but we do that as children. That's my that car. That's people. my house. And like, yeah, you yeah,
2: know. we do that as people, man. I mean, you know. We do that as people, man. It, it, you know, we do we do whatever we got to do to get along. You know what I mean, and mm-hmm. and and to and to and to have purpose in something. So, um.
0: I really did love the cameo. I don't know his name, but the guy who sings it's a
2: Stanley.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> I never would have guessed without mm-hmm. you, but. Um... <laughs> You're the best, Chandler. Um, <laughs> um, the cameo where the guy is singing, you know, the song. What's it called? I know the hook, but that's not. It's like uh, if you're going to San Francisco. Um was it flowers in her hair? I don't know the name of the song, but, right. you, but you know the portion know, that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And the whole time he's singing, I'm like feeling feelings, not realizing that's the guy from the hook. I got five on it, yeah, and yeah. then I'm like, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Peele ruined this for me.
2: <laughs> that's funny, man. Yeah, but for me, that was that was my favorite movie this year. Um, and gets got snubbed. I mean, I I get that one. I get why. You know, I don't think people that, saw it. I don't think people saw it, but I don't think if people saw it, it would even get recognized for anything other than maybe best original screenplay. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just don't think that's to, um, the type of movie the Academy is going to be tuned into. I don't I think need the
0: acting to be great in a movie to feel like it's a great movie, but that, I guess that's just me.
2: Oh yeah, the acting didn't bother me. It was, it was, it was right for the tone of the film. I,
0: I think so. Too. You know,
2: um, I, jokingly enough, Jimmy Fails reminds me so much of uh, of uh, Martin. Um, and yeah. his yeah, <laughs> delivery It was yeah. just very like matter of fact You know Right.
0: Um, I, th- I thought that like Jimmy F- I realized Jimmy Fails was his real name But like for Jimmy Fails to be his name in the movie It's just kind of like you know yeah. Daddy Warbucks, Benjamin right, Stacks right, right. Jimmy, oh Cash is Green, Crash Jimmy Fails green.
2: Yeah Jimmy yeah. Fails, exactly That's a very good point too um, <laughs> It's
0: a sentence <laughs> Yeah,
2: that's true um, Like Soldier Boy, tell him Uh, um <laughs> That, yeah, and that was it for me. What oh, What other movie do we feel like got snubbed? Do we feel like Waves
1: got snubbed? I think Uncut Gems got snubbed, and like oh, I um, forgot about Uncut you Gems. Know, that's Jim. crazy. Nice actor.
3: That was a huge yeah. play from a 24 four a twenty four this year. Though. Like especially
1: Sandler and yeah. lead actor, right?
2: I mean, the Sandler two was popes good in, in there, right?
1: You could have took one of them Pope's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could took yeah. one of them Pope's out. <laughs> Have one of them guys back. Well, that's. Did you
0: see y'all see Two
3: Popes though? For real, not at all
0: interesting.
3: (laughs) Uh, No, I wasn't interested either. I saw it just because it's nominated for best picture, and I'm trying to clear out that category. I like
2: like Fernando though.
3: Yeah, dude, Two Popes. Rocks. Yeah, it's like really good, and I really I went into it like so apathetic, and then I actually loved it. It's just delightful.
2: Well, he's a really dope film. Like, have you, did you ever the, seen the City aesthetic of God?
3: that he uses is crazy? No, I've always City of God's City, on the and list. And the Constant
0: Gardener. So that's that's Gardner, one bro. that's not in English that I will watch in the
2: theater. Yeah. And the Constant Gardener with um oh with uh, Ray Fiennes. Oh, with Ray Fiennes and uh, who, yeah. uh did you watch City of Men? Is it Man, Rachel Vice? Rachel, Rachel, yeah, Rachel, yeah, Rachel. Huh? Did but, you but, watch but. City of Men? You know what? No, no, no. I, I didn't watch City of Men. They had like a television series. I saw, I, saw that. I saw like the first episode of the television series, but I never saw the film. It's yeah, a film, was, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never saw City of Men. Um, um, but yeah, but you said visually it was stunning, Chandler? Yeah, he uh, shoots it like a documentary. It's yeah. like,
3: it's all handheld. That's his thing. And yeah, I just, I w- didn't expect... Uh, a film like the Two Popes to be shot like that—it's—it's it's always interesting. It's like he makes the most interesting and off the wall uh choice in composition and editing at every turn. Yeah, I'm like wow, I would—I would not have done it that that way. Wow, but it's—that's uh, cool. Two Popes—it's on Netflix. If you got time,
2: yeah, Two Popes. It's right. worth watching. I need to check that out. But you
3: could have got rid of one of them. Two Popes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Hopkins Kiss kick, kick Ass. Like, Danny. He, he
0: didn't need another
2: one. <laughs> no, I never. I didn't see Harriet. I didn't see Harriet and either. And, and I wanted to shout out CJ McBath because he was in it. Was yeah, he? Uh, yeah, CJ's... He, CJ? Apparently he plays like a pretty... I ain't gonna say a prominent character because I haven't seen the movie but it, it was a big deal for him. I know, um, you know, being in it. I know he's been in a lot of things. Like I saw him in the Wu-Tang yeah, TV show. He was in Wu-Tang.
0: Um, I, the Wu-Tang. First time I saw him on film was like in a Tyler Perry movie in like a church crowd. Yeah, and then. But I'm always seeing... Because I have friends in Atlanta from college. I mean, it was CJ and I went to high school together. Yeah, but... Yeah. um. I'm always seeing like uh people I know in Tyler Perry movies in the background. I'm like the go CJ. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I feel I just want to like call attention to this because I'm over here feeling like I haven't seen Last Black Man in San Francisco. I haven't seen Waves. I haven't seen Harriet. And then I'm over here repping the two popes. I just want to say I know what the optics are. <laughs> well, <now>. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah,
2: I'm glad you said it. And i was going <laughs> to leave it be. Listen, this
3: is a lot of movies. Man, I didn't get to all, see all of
2: them. I hear you. I didn't see Harriet either though.
3: But. I mean, well I wanted to I actually that was like I had, plans me to, I had plans to see it. I didn't like the trailer. And then the reviews were bad. Like huh. Cynthia Erivo's performance has been praised usually, but yeah. I have not heard anything like really positive. Yeah, about me it. Well, either, Black people actually. were
0: upset at the movie. Um,
3: I feel like there was a lot of like people just being like, it's not very good. So that's kind of, I was just like, okay, well, I'll prioritize something else.
2: It was a this. lot of tomfoolery around it. Did like, you? You didn't watch it? I didn't. I haven't seen it. But but you know the whole thing came out about them talking about how Julia Roberts. They had talked about casting That's her. crazy. It was just a lot of like things casting that I feel.
0: Casting her
2: as what? As Harriet, That's Harriet Tubman. Tubman,
1: like years ago when they were trying to make
3: it was. Movies. I mean, Wait, now, let's not blow yeah. it out of proportion. Yeah. Is, the that, story like, is that a, is a that, joke? No, the no, story is that yeah. there was one conversation in a room with studio executives, and one executive was like, "Let's make it Julia Roberts. No one will know that she wasn't a white woman."
2: Yeah.
0: It's not like it was... was
3: Stupid. Yes.
0: Like it, I, I, no one will know that she I, like
3: that Harriet Tubman wasn't white.
2: So here's the thing: there's no like audio of this conversation. There
4: this are is photos this of Harriet is a, Tubman. Yeah, this, is I feel a like this got
2: blown way out of rep- proportion, and it's not like this
0: was I a feel, version
2: of the movie that was financed. Yeah, I feel
0: like someone probably said that to be fun. right? It's
2: That's possible. what I'm trying to say: is yes. that it's possible. The, there may have been some truth to it, which is like you know no. who could who who could you know there may be it may have been a conversation of who could we cast that makes sense to finance this right and and then somebody I'm just I'm just telling you how so Lisey shaking her head like in the, in the I'm big gonna tell strokes. you what
0: happened after you're done go ahead yeah I, uh, so I, I figured this out
2: I don't yeah I have no fucking clue like some basically somebody was I guess whoever this exec was he wasn't even familiar with Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. so he's just basically saying like we could just cast Julia Roberts nobody will know the <laughs> which is a dumb fucking thing to say in, in the least so give us your interpretation of the information that so, is being third handed um, to you
0: In 1985, there was this doctor who invented a time machine (laughs) on a lot somewhere, and Chandler found it. Right, and he somehow traveled back. You think to this, this is meeting? me doing a bit? And it's him in this fucking meeting doing a bit. That's a well, fucking I mean, Chandler ass thing to say,
3: ch- right? Can we <laughs> real quick. Can we say uh, let's cast Harriet Tubman? Wrong answers only, and everybody go. Oh my god!
4: Because I,
3: I
2: got mine right now. I will, will not participate in this. I will, I will. I'm gonna let you do this. Uh, Scarlett Johansson is why. Uh, okay. no, no, I
4: could have saved so many more from you. <laughs> Solidarity! Solidarity.
3: (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I'm not participating in this one.
4: That
2: Um, was fun. You're
0: missing (laughs) out. So. I am the person with the unpopular opinion. And the thing is... Mm I posted last night, like, I could not sleep. I got all my laundry done. I'm a whole adult. I was, like, folding clothes, like, it's Black History Month. Let's right. do it. I watched They've Got to Have Us on Netflix. Apparently, this is a BBC production that they made, like, a little while ago because there are people in it who are now deceased. And
2: yeah, the, uh, Harriet comes care. up. The
0: conversation about uh, the director is there who is American, um, same one from Eve's You. Don't know her name. Oh, Cassie but, Lemons. Yeah, I know. Lemons. Yes, I know her face, but yeah. I didn't know her name. And they were talking about the whole like casting British actors and roles that are written for African Americans, which in, in settings where things are fictitious, I don't have an issue with. John Boyega is great. Um, da- Daniel Kalu is great. These are not real people. Yeah. But when it's our historical heroes. And y'all feel like we can't tell our own stories. That rubs me the wrong way. And so Cynthia Erivo being cast as Harriet Tubman was not my favorite. I think she's an amazing singer. What I've seen from her acting, it's good, but like not to the point where I wanted to see her play Harriet Tubman. Right. Um, And you're not going to convince me that there isn't a black actress in America who could have done it. Yeah. So I just wasn't. And then when I saw the um, the trailer for it, I was like, this looks extremely low budget, like it's made for TV. And I was like, I'm good. I don't need to see it.
1: Well, yeah. I, it kind of it feels kind of like a waste because like the idea of taking Harriet Tubman's story, she has like a very interesting story and in making that into like a genre movie. Yeah. More so, I think that's like a great idea, but it seems like the execution wasn't there. I haven't seen it, but just looking from the trailer, right. it just didn't seem that interesting.
2: I would see I, these issues. I always look at, there's two layers because there's two, there's two different things that we're dealing with. One, you're dealing with financing, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain, there's a certain entities that finance films that need guarantees, they need specific guarantees and there's it's just like i don't know applying for a loan for a house it's like there's just certain line items that have to be in order with your personal finances and your portfolio in order for them to approve this thing All right i'm but it's, i'm listening uh, yeah, to you yeah yeah it, it's just too like i whoever you're going for for the financing has their criteria and then and then it's the idea about um The second thing for me is, is this actor actually good in that role? You know? And that becomes, that's where I become conflicted. It's like, for well, both me, of those
0: things are bad. Nobody cares about the director, and Cynthia Revo can't carry a movie yet. Well, the
2: director is not the financing entity.
0: Well, I understand that, but like, who am I showing up for? I'm not. I'm not showing up for Janelle Monae. Like, I, come on.
2: No, I, I I agree. They, I, they, I get it wasn't what you're the saying. right time
0: for it. Wait until you can do it right. And right. I, I'm just kind of like, no. You didn't have like Black Panther was great. It made a billion dollars. Sweet. We can we can make this movie when when it makes sense. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, and the, the crazy thing is, even though I'm saying I'm not showing up for Janelle Monet, I am going to Antebellum, Antebellum opening night because it, yeah. the story is, like, compelling enough that I want to see it. It looks yeah. interesting and different. But my sister was in the opera, Harriet, Woman Called Moses, when I was a child. That was my first, like, ex- experiences with theater, like, behind the scenes and seeing how productions are made and, right. like, made me fall in love with performing and producing and all those good things. But... You know, to have that be my first introduction, like Harriet's story, and then like when I see it on film, look like a lifetime movie. I was like, "This is bullshit." I'm yeah. Good.
2: I, I I mean, I agree with you, man. I I just it, there's just
0: it's not the right time. It's
2: not. It's not. I, I mean, it felt rushed. There's I felt that way about the Notorious film. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I
0: I don't disagree. There's
2: a there's a there's a thing called the, the business. You know what I'm saying? The, the film business. You know, like we 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 speak from. Even this podcast, we speak from a place of things that we're passionate about, you know, but there is a whole entity that is there only to make money. You know, the, some people that don't care about the integrity of the texture of film. That's why companies like A24 make, make a difference. They stand out to us because they care about the products that they're putting out. And just there's just some entities that don't. We have no control over that. I mean, it, I
3: think oh. it, Cynthia Erivo is like a big rising star right now. I like so it. I'm curious as to why you're not. She's hitting a stride. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, cause, yeah. but
0: she's just started it. And I, but no,
3: cause there were, what's that one? The hotel movie. Did you I, see. I, I uh, saw yeah, that yeah. in uh,
0: Bad Times at the Elroy. I saw that in the theater. And, yeah. And yeah. I thought I she that. sounded great singing in it. Yeah. And I mean, were, and
3: I, she was so talked about out of that movie. Yeah. She's and singing. then into Widows. <laughs> yeah. Widows. Yeah, I
0: didn't think she was good in Widows. Widows
3: flopped anyway. I, so well, I think both of those movies are bad.
0: I didn't yeah. hate Bad Times at the El Royale. Like, I hated it. I liked I I didn't hate it, but um, I, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't all that I had it worked up to be in my head. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, I thought she was satisfactory I in that just, movie. I, I enjoyed see, her singing.
3: I can <laughs> see the decision to like, hey, Cynthia Revo's making an impression, and now let's give her a big Oscar Beatty biopic, and right. this is a good bet for us.
0: Viola well, Davis could have done it.
3: I mean, Viola Davis is the correct well, choice to cast. Well,
2: okay. I, I, thank I th- you. I think. Well, but I think. And she I, can carry a movie w- without seeing it, not knowing what time period uh, they're dealing with when it comes to Harriet Tubman. I could see why they they would go for younger if they were going for. An it's like story. Civil War right, Hero? Yeah, so I'm I'm not too cued in with. You're funny. <laughs> I'm not too cued in with Harriet Tubman's like I'm like uh, the chronological you know, what is are the chrono? How do you Chronology. pronounce that? Chronology. I'm not, I'm not cued in all the way with Harriet Tubman there to, and I haven't seen the film to be able to regurgitate what air Martin, you
1: could speak to that. Well, it sucks because I mean, it sucks that it's not a better film because I remember watching, um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer oh my god <laughs> it's Vampire <And> like, Hunter <laughs> oh, oh yeah I tried
0: to watch Abraham Lincoln and it fell asleep yeah. on it that. that's a but yeah
1: but, it, but it's cool because it's like all these historical figures are like secretly like these vampire slayers and they they got shotguns or axes and stuff like that now and
4: I wanna then watch you get it to,
1: yeah and then you get to Harriet Tubman and she's basically still just Harriet Tubman oh really like oh, she, she has got no nothing shotgun. cool about her at oh, all my like which she is doesn't bullshit, even fight anybody she had a shotgun yeah, had the shotgun yeah she doesn't fight anybody or anything so I'm like yo so finally, we get a cool Harriet Dang. Tubman movie, and this comes out. So yeah. I'm just definitely disappointed.
3: And how now? I mean, this is a separate question, but uh, how good is Daniel Day Lewis's performance in that movie? It's very good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. and then you look at it at the time frame. You know, like we're in, we're we're very much in the sphere of like women empowerment, which we should be. You know, and then you have this story about you know, a uh, uh, powerful black woman. So there, there's just a combination of a lot of things. There's like, you know, it sounds like listening to Casey lemons on the, um, or I don't know if it's Casey or Cassie, man, K A S I. Um, but listening to her on the Hollywood reporter producers round table, she had talked about, she'd been trying to get this movie made for 10 years and it, and it finally just came to fruition. So um, trust me, I, I, I I feel all of the energy and I'm I'm more air on your side of what you're saying, Lizy, but I definitely it like it's just a fight that like I'm just tired of fighting because it's like people are gonna these entities are gonna do what they wanna They're do. They're gonna do
0: what they wanna do and we can tell as many stories about her as we want to. I I said um over the weekend, I you know, against my better judgment, I watched Nina yeah. with Zoe Saldana. Oh. It was way worse than, like, how bad that I had anticipated that it would be. Right. But I'm still, like, Michaela Cole can get it right at some point. Sure. Um. Was, oh, she would
2: have been an amazing... I
0: would have loved to see her as Harriet, but I don't even know what she's doing. Her IMDb is, like, stalled, which makes me very... And she's not on Instagram anymore, but, so that makes me very worried, but...
2: But that goes into your argument. She's Afro-British as well.
0: Um... She could have—well, I mean, she could have done it. For no other reason in in Nina Simone, like, she can act and she actually looks like Nina Simone. I think she would have killed Nina Simone. I think she killed Nina Simone. And, like, she knows she can. She said it. She's like, oh, I know. I got it. But, um— I would have taken that over as so a week.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> and the
0: thing is, like, I don't, I don't have a thing against like an Afro Latin person playing a traditionally African African American role because in this country, a lot of times that's their experience anyway. That gives it the way people perceive them. Yeah. So you know, I don't see Gina Torres and go, "You shouldn't be in this movie." Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, that being said, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't have a. I probably would have still felt prickly around it if I'm being honest. Yeah. For for someone like a Harriet Tubman, um, but Michaela Cole is not carrying a movie in the states either. Yeah. That's not happening either. Sure. So
2: I, I think what's it may imp- have
0: had some of the same challenges, even though I think like she what, may have been better at it.
2: What's very important to me is that you know that there's just like we have representation in front of the screen. We need representation, and for everybody, right? We need representation. In the financing portion of the the film industry, um, because that's what happens here is that you know you're, you're dealing with people that care they don't they don't they don't have the um, sentimental context right they don't have the sentimental value it doesn't matter to them the historical value of this thing uh, the monetary value is all that matters that, whereas like you know there's people like Robert Smith the guy who um, was it Morehouse? He paid everybody's tuition for like 2018 or something yeah, like he that. He paid
0: off their student loans. He
2: finances films. You know, um, if the, the guy Dion uh, D T Dion Taylor that did like The Intruder, um, uh, what else? He's got another movie coming out with Hilary Swank. He did Black and Blue that just came out with. You know, those are all financed by a black man. You know what I mean? But you know, and then even with 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 Tyler Perry's doing, why it's so important not just the real estate and what he's doing, but watching what kind of movies comes from the financing of his entity. Like, that's the next space to me that we really need to be in because it matters to get it right historically. It matters to get it right from a representation standpoint, and that just doesn't happen if fucking Bank of America is putting up the money.
0: I mean, to your point and um, watching They've Gotta Have Us, that was one of the conversations around, like, Warner Brothers, um, when Spike took over Malcolm X, like how they just kind of stopped giving a fuck and yeah. he, he went to people and got money.
2: And he went to people and got money. Bill Cosby, fucking anybody. I, what I really liked about that, and we're going off on a way. Now we're tangent. talking about they
0: gotta have us. We're okay.
2: Yeah. They gotta <laughs> have us. It's on Netflix right now. Um, um. I really, Is that a sequel to She's Got to Have It? No, but I think I feel it's a, like play, it's on a it. play on it's it. It's a play on it for sure. Nice try. You tried to you tried to slip in a stand up bit. There. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, of course you
3: don't. I've never done a bit a day
2: in my life. <laughs> what I really liked about that was seeing where Larry Fishburne came into Spike's career. Mm-hmm. I had no clue that financially he contributed to She's Got to Have It. I didn't. Either. I just thought of him as you know, uh, Big Brother Spike Almighty.
0: I did. Not, that's funny. <laughs> I did not know that Debbie Allen. Was a producer on Amistad. I did not know that, and the, I'm going to tell you something that really bothered me. I have heard it rebroadcast twice on NPR. There's this podcast about how these kids went to see Schindler's List and like they behaved. These black kids mm-hmm. um, behaved so poorly in the theater that like Steven Spielberg ended up coming to their school and they were saying well, we want to see stories about our own Holocaust. And he was like, oh, and I made Amistad. And I'm like, I had no idea that Debbie Allen brought that to you. That that just makes it seem like right. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It pissed me off. Like I was happy about. I call her my aunt Debbie. My mom's name is Debbie, uh, and every my family calls her Aunt Debbie. Gotcha, so Debbie Allen's my aunt Debbie. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, Aunt Debbie's like, did a thing, mm-hmm. but then he's just kind of like, well, I wanted to do this for these kids, and I'm like, no, you didn't, yeah. liar. Mm. I don't know, rub me wrong. But damn, did you did you know that? Did she was a producer nah, on that? film I had no clue. I had no clue either.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's important for us. Those types of things are important to know. Um. But I feel like we're going on a down tier here. Uh, we were talking about Waves.
0: <laughs> were we? Now, well,
3: Waves is a sequel to She's Gotta Have It. It's oh, about a do-rag. Sure. Okay.
0: Did you know that? Like, so important to the waves culture. Waves is about a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: uh, that's, oh, that's good. Wow. wow. I'm right know. I friend. Waves. I don't know where Waves fits into the Oscar um, talk. You know, when I saw it, I was very moved by Waves. Um, but I don't see it as a best film. I don't see this best director. I can see, I can make a case for Kelvin, uh, Harrison, Kelvin Harrison. Yeah. Uh, acting.
0: I have made it a point to go back and watch everything that he's in um, that I haven't already seen. Um, have you seen Startup? I started watching it and I haven't finished it. I'm talking about movies, not shows. Okay, okay. Um, even though I restarted Underground, which I am even more pissed that that did not continue as a show. Oh, wow. Because um, it was great. Um, but... I had not paid that, that much attention to him, and you, and I went back and listened to one of our episodes where you brought him up,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and you said the same thing that I said after seeing him, like, yeah. that he is an. next That's Denzel. my
2: superpower, is I I I see shit. Once cool. I see shit.
0: Cool story, bro. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so...
2: <laughs> I, I, I know we're all talented. No,
0: but Continue. so I've been saying the same thing. I'm like, he's the next Denzel. That kid is amazing, and- I was very pressed to see Loose. Another oh. thing that I saw a trailer for and could not find it in the theater. Um that movie is amazing.
2: Yeah, I forgot you said it was on you said it's on Amazon as well, right? Loose? Yes. Yeah, I need to it's check that Amazon out. On
0: Amazon or yeah. Hulu. It's on one of them.
2: Right.
0: We we got the things. We got all the things. But yeah. it's on either Amazon or Hulu. And um so after seeing him in in Loose well, I saw him before that on Godfather of Harlem, mm-hmm. and then seeing him in Loose after that, I was like, "Oh, there's a range there." And right. and then when I saw him in Waves, he's playing a high school kid again, mm-hmm. completely different kid. Yeah. Um. And as impressed as I was with his performance in Loose, Waves blew me away again. Right it was he is just
2: he's powerful
0: he's amazing yeah
2: he knows how to harness that energy man wherever it comes from whatever his... he's from new orleans and new orleans is you know it's it, it's very culturally you know it's in tune man but whatever whatever experiences he had as a kid he harnesses them properly man and 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 in his roles he is just he's powerful um uh I, uh yeah, I don't know. Where, I mean, where would waves fit into this category? Martin didn't like it, so it's not best picture.
1: Know, maybe, worthy. maybe best score.
0: Maybe best. Score. I had not to be not to be fair. Like I've been listening to the wave soundtrack, like yeah, in between that and like Hamilton. But I've been listening yeah. to the wave soundtrack, like. It's pretty good? much since we've seen yeah. Mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Wasn't it good when you were sitting there?
2: <laughs> you know, uh, I wasn't really tuned into the score, unfortunately. Yes, you
0: were. That at Rocky song came on. You like put up the black power. I then. don't consider
2: that a score. That's no, right. no, score. no, I'm not talking yeah. about the
0: score. I'm talking about the soundtrack. The soundtrack.
2: soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah see, I'm talking about
3: score. I have right? a question yeah. um, about Waves, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Dolomite Is My Name. Okay. These are three films. Mm-hmm quintessentially about the black experience okay. directed by white guys.
4: Ooh, okay. I want
3: to know, I mean, we're talking about like uh, Afro-British people playing, you know, the parts of American people like in history. And that's yeah. a problem. Is it a problem that white men are telling these stories about the black experience?
0: Interesting <sighs> yeah. enough, that came up and they've got to have us too. Yeah. Um, And I like how they addressed it. I don't think that Afro-British people playing black Americans is a problem. I have feelings about it. And that doesn't make it right or wrong. Sure.
3: I mean, but there are, okay, and I didn't mean to project that on you, but there are certainly those who do have a big problem with it. Yes.
0: Most of those people are people who would directly profit from that not being the case. I'm not one of those people. So to be fair, like they feel how they feel and I feel how I feel. And I think that there's... And then listening to what the British actors had to say about it, I have more context from their perspective, but I'm not going to care about their experience more than I care about people in my own culture. Sorry. But, but I do empathize with them as well. As far as white people telling a black story, this was one of my criticisms of Waves, and I said it as soon as we finish. I think it is an excellent movie. I think that um, the acting in the movie is amazing. I love the story. These did not feel like black people to me. Right. Now, Treasy said they felt like black people because they were black. They you could have told the exact same story with white people in it. Yeah. And some of the some of the ways that they were behaving in real time did not feel like a black family that I know.
2: That that you were familiar with. Yeah, right. maybe
0: there's a black family I don't know that behaves this way, but mm-hmm. they didn't feel like a black family I know. Did that distract me from the story itself? No. no it's and i still think it's a good movie. Yeah. um but i did not feel like it was a black story.
2: yeah. i, I and and that that's a very good question uh, Chandler. i i have a two-pronged answer to that. so in the case of waves in the case of last black man no i don't have a problem with it because i feel like um i feel like um i feel like there was a genuine interest in the material and the vantage point and I feel like that they were the right conduits to make this happen mm-hmm. right um to 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 get these made the way they were especially with, like with Last Black Man like the the the, tel- the the presentation of it was just I I was I was in love with that so much I didn't care who made it right in the case of Dolomite yes for me I'm not a fan of Craig Brewer me either um I I think the way he I think the way he portrayed black people in Hustle and Flow, I just just see him as very irresponsible with with the portrayal of black people. Mm. And then I take it to another step with this. Um, I have a, I don't understand why so many, you know, he was the, he was the only, Craig Brewer was the only filmmaker that John Singleton like really endorsed when he was alive. Right. Right. Like gave him two opportunities. You know what I mean? And in this case of Dolomite, Eddie Murphy obviously is bigger than anything in, in you know any piece of it's the biggest part of this movie, right? It's Eddie Murphy. You know, you have the ability to say who you want, who you don't want on a situation. Why did you choose Craig Brewer? You know what I'm saying? Like if you've seen like his body of work up to this point, what about Craig Brewer made you feel like he was the best choice for this.
0: I don't feel like he's very special either. He's not. He and brings to nothing point,
2: to the table.
0: And to your point, um, just backtracking a tiny bit, yeah. watching that, because I didn't really speak on Last Black Man, Jimmy Fails wrote, it's his story, it's he his wrote story. the movie. Right. So a white man coming into the situation, the writers, the black people who matter in this situation, they're still in the room. Right. Yeah. Um, right.
3: And- I mean, clearly, I think even if it's like Trey Edward Schultz and the cast of of Waves, right? Like, there's a collaboration there, so you could sort of say, like, oh, well, he's my plus one, right, into the 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 black storytelling community. Mm-hmm. But does it feel like these are white men looking through a lens and and telling a story about black people that way? Or are they genuinely relating to the experience, and there's not um in a degree of otherism?
0: not in Waves. Like I said, Waves could have been any family. They didn't need to be black necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think like some of the more authentic black portions of the movie that like did resonate with me were probably choices on the actor's parts. Yeah. But, um, that being said, like, there are white people who are having emotional experiences in this movie. There are Latin people who are having emotional experiences in this movie. They're mm-hmm. in Florida. Yeah. So, like, um, did I feel like he was trying to tell a black story? In which, no, no, I thought yeah. he was trying to tell a story of an American family sure. that happened, okay. to happened to be
3: black. I, um, I think it's worth pointing out, too, that Trey Edward Schultz's last movie, uh, It Comes at Night, mm-hmm. is about a mixed race family. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. Kelvin yeah.
0: Harrison Jr. is in that yeah. one. Yes, yeah. he's very good in it. Yeah, uh, he, it's about a mixed race family. Yes, not one of my favorites. Um, which
3: that movie is, I love that movie. I'll never watch it again. It's absolutely devastating.
2: That's kind of my take on it too.
3: I, I loved mean, I, it. I I was hurt in the theater. Mm. I was weeping, and I I can I can't handle watching it again. Mm. That's a okay. tough one.
0: I Actually, after waves. Um, because I, I mean, I didn't hate It Comes at Night, but I didn't love it either. Mm-hmm. Um, but after watching Waves, um, I went back and watched his other movie, Krisha, about his family, and I actually really enjoyed that.
3: Mm. I haven't seen Krisha. Yeah. It's
0: it's about his family. Yeah. And I mean, so like, he
3: seems like he's the family. The mm-hmm. family is is where he wants to tell his
0: stories. And they, that's, that's what it sure.
2: seems like. I yeah.
0: mean, and they were white people, but the, the story he was telling wasn't one that made me feel like on the outside of it because I'm not white. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Okay. Um, I am also going to agree with Treasy, Like, I'm not a fan of Craig Brewer's work. Right. Watching Hustle and Flow, like, I didn't get what the big deal was. It felt very much like caricature mm. the entire time. I was Black
2: watching. Snake Moan. That like, one's crazy. That's a it's, fucking cartoon. This is like I don't. I I just don't get the. And now he's doing Coming to America. Like I almost like right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't want to seem like I'm hating on a guy because he's probably a great. Nice guy. I just don't understand.
0: You don't know him. You don't got to say all that. Yeah, but I, I
2: don't <laughs> understand what what the appeal, like, you know what I'm saying? I just don't understand I mean, why he saw it in en- this way. Enough
3: people must see it. I mean, because he's got his, his black card. I mean, that's what he's doing now.
2: Yeah. So so really, my problem is less with him and more about the people that are choosing to just just. And And that's, what,
3: that's why him. I get at this, at this question, because, like, you know, I'm a—, a the only white man in this room right now right right? (laughs) and and so i do worry sometimes that you know i i never want to get comfortable with the fact that there are certain black people who are cool with having me around yeah and hearing my opinions on stuff and and wanting to know the way that i view things but that doesn't speak for everybody yeah and so i just think it's an interesting phenomenon in hollywood and then three big movies from this year Mm mm-hmm that have white directors, I just think I, I I think that's interesting, and I don't know if I would like to believe it's like, hey, these guys, you know, they can just they they relate and they they speak to the universal experience, and this is not any sort of gross thing happening but I just don't know if it actually is that way yeah well yeah, I mean it's, it's in, the t- case, it's tough.
0: in the case of Last Black Man that is a black story yeah
2: that's a black story I do
0: not feel that Waves is necessarily a black story yeah, yeah. and Dolomite is obviously a black story but I think it's poorly executed so I think like we can look at that through yeah. three different instances <laughs> sure I
3: mean yeah you can't blanket all of them no
0: either. no no but it's a fair question it's and I'm glad question. that you asked yeah. it and I it's for me it's like it's not that you're white it's what are you doing Yes. What are you doing there? It's like, you know, I Sophia Coppola and Detroit like didn't love that.
2: But she wasn't so It was not <laughs> Sophia, Sophia Coppola. Who was it? Um, it was Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Yeah.
0: Was I upset that she was white and no. telling the story like no, what, But what did Me you do either. with it? Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what
2: yeah. Did, did,
0: who was in the, who did you who did you whose voices did you amplify with your privilege? Right.
3: So.
2: Yeah. That's that's yeah. I mean, my, mine's is mine's is more of an economic stance, you know. Um, I just feel like, uh, you know, I'm very pro-black economics, right? Like that's just that's just where I stand with that. And uh, black economics, black black economics, black economics. <laughs> um, you know, so so my thing goes into that, like you know, us being historically uh, us being historically tied to our own stories is important. Um, and and, and then us empowering us is important. And and that's not to say, I don't think we shouldn't do business with other cultures. It's not that at all, but that's where it bleeds over to what Lizzie's saying. Like, what are you doing with, you know, I, I'm picking you for a reason. I'm going outside of my, my personal interest to pick you. So it, it, it better be adding some value to the situation. You know, um, I mean, that's not my presentation in real life. Like, that's not like how I, I hope that's not how I interact with you. But you I know, don't feel that way. No, right. But it's it's something I am cognizant of.
4: Yeah.
2: Um. Only because you know, if if we don't if we don't do it, who's going to do it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. If if I don't take it, you if I don't take responsibility for it, I don't expect you to. Mm-hmm. You know, and I can't mm-hmm. complain if you don't. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, I love Black, Black Men. That was my favorite movie directed by a White Guy <laughs> right. last year, and you know he added something to. He added something to the core of me artistically yeah. in watching the way that he presented the film.
3: And it's a shame that it got snubbed at the Oscars it in, is. The, in the uh, the category of best movie directed by a white guy.
2: Yeah. And nobody <laughs> saw it. <laughs> and, and, and and that's why I like, you know, not to harp on this because this is turned into a different type of episode. Um, but that's what I, 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 you know, I like what Brad Pitt is doing. Yeah. You know, with plan B. Um, He doesn't always make the best decisions, but he's making an effort to do what he can in bringing certain voices to light. And and I've been critical about, you know, I've been critical about the Smiths, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith specifically, you know, because she, you know, she went on her rant about Oscar So White. Um, She kind of started that, or at least she was the biggest voice for that for me. And, you know, I look at her position, her and Will's position with Overbrook, which they got Charm City Kings coming out. Like, it seems like they're doing something a little different. Um, But I look at their platform and I look at Brad Pitt's platform. And to me, it's, you know, they have the same amount of ability. It's both, they're both sort of hinged on a multi-million dollar star.
0: (laughs) What do you mean when you say that though? I think he has way
1: more connections with the people and get way more done than Will Smith. Shit. I don't think so. See, I I
2: think
0: I think I, that Will Smith is way more beloved by Americans than Brad Pitt. Yeah, I but think but Americans,
2: people, but not by the business. Not by the people you would ah, need okay. I think Will Smith
0: has movies, sort of yeah.
3: a. And I look, look, I love Will Smith. We all know about the we Will know Call. That you do. Yeah. Will Smith <laughs> has somewhat of a prickly reputation in a lot of circles in Hollywood because he's not the easiest guy to work with. He's, he's a weird so, dude. He and he demands a lot of creative control on his projects. I think Brad Pitt is somebody who's like a team player. So I think there's something to what you're yeah. saying, Martin.
2: See, well, I look at I look at it like you know, my first time seeing Plan B was The Departed, right? That was my first time being familiar with the logo, being familiar with what they're doing. From that time to where we're at now with Brad Pitt, you know, he was behind Moonlight, behind you know Bill Street, mm-hmm. behind. I mean, he's been behind. He, he was has behind an Oscar la- for Twelve Years a Slave. Twelve Years a Slave. He was behind Last Black Man. Mm-hmm. Like, um. It to me it's the decisions Selma. that he's making. Selma. He's making specific decisions that I think are imp- are putting him in sort of like a space to be sought after for this independent sphere. This independent movie making like hemisphere. You know what I'm saying? Like whereas Will, I don't think anybody looks to Will Smith in that way. You know you come to him if you want him to be in your yeah. movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the decisions that you're making but you can't it's cool if that's what you want to do, but you can't really rant Oscar so white hinged on black filmmakers if you're not empowering them and you have the ability to. They can get movies made just like any. He has connections with every single distributor from Facebook to YouTube through Netflix, Paramount, Sony. I mean, they have a, a production deal with Sony yeah. or a uh, or first look deal probably with Sony. You know, so you have the ability to get things made, you, more ability than Issa Rae, more ability than Lena Waithe. More mm-hmm. ability to all these people that who, are doing it. who are doing it. So it, there's no excuse other than you just don't want to do it. You know, I'm sure you get the same scripts that Brad Pitt was getting at a certain point, And you passed on them because it didn't make sense to your brand.
0: I wasn't mad at Jada's position, though. I, I kind of agreed with her. I thought that the timing of it, though, was kind of whack. But mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I I... I think it's hard to argue at the point that like the Oscars were so white. They were white. No, yeah. they were.
0: But I, I, I like what she said. Well, it, you know, her husband didn't get nominated for an Oscar in a movie that I have yet to see. I haven't seen it. It was
2: decent. It was. It brought awareness to this whole, you know, CTE movement that we're that we're dealing with. Sure, sure. it was important.
0: And I'm sure, it, I'm sure it was.
3: Yeah. You're talking about concussion. Oh, uh, tell the truth. Yeah, tell
0: the truth. take the truth. That was very black of you. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my friend Lorena, who refers to John Q. Denzel Washington as Daddy. I need a heart. That's what you just did. Wow, that's <laughs> funny. So, yeah. But um, I wasn't
2: mad at the message. It's just I don't. That just wasn't the right messenger for me. That wasn't the right. It's like when I, how people feel about Al Sharpton talking about certain types of issues.
0: I feel what you're saying, and I feel what you're saying, yeah. and on top of that. Her husband being snubbed in like a lot of circles, which I don't know if he was actually snubbed because I didn't see the movie. And also I don't remember what the movies were that he was up against to say like whether or not they were actually better than him or he deserved to be in that room. I don't know. I don't remember. But taking the messenger away, her message of we can celebrate ourselves and like we don't need approval from this. The award means something. I'm not going to take anything away from that. But like let's not be begging Let's not be begging to be in a room. Like, let's celebrate the rooms that we have and amplify that.
2: Now, that message, that part of the message I agree with.
0: That is what I'm saying I agree with. As far as like. And and, and, and not to
2: cut you off. I mean, she's done a full Like, I love what she's doing with Red Table Talk.
0: I I love Red Table Talk.
2: I think think that that is a direct response to what she's saying. Let's create our own table, literally, Mm -hmm. that we can bring you know, I
0: brought the damn table. I'll I gotta bring nothing to I, it. There you my go. Table.
2: So if that's what came out of that, I'm okay with that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm I'm speaking about something different, but okay. I'm okay with that. Um, and and yeah, I don't know, man. Let's 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 shift gears, man. We're can we can we here. hit on Bad Boys for Life real quick. We I might as well. I like, we feel like that's where we should go to. Yeah, yeah. I love Bad Boys for Life. Did you? What?
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought like the story is like well, okay, it's not great, and it tries to go for some dramatic. Reaches that I think maybe are a little bit of a, a misstep. Um, and, and it didn't totally hit with me. That said, um, I think <laughs> i moving forward in his chair. I think deal and Bill all are, are very uh promising directors, and I hope that they go through on this uh, rumored deal with Marvel. I think that oh, that's really? a good oh, pathway. That could be interesting, for, yes, I think it's a good pathway for them. They're right in the pocket of what Marvel likes, and clearly, I mean, I think they do a good job like using Michael Bay's aesthetic, but like kind of making it their own. It's got very kinetic action sequences, and I think that they know how to handle the comedy. This is the most fun that it looks like Will Smith has had in years. Wow.
2: I know they're slated to do... I know it's not Will Smith. This is another Jay Brockheimer. They're slated to do Beverly Hills Cop 4.
3: That does not excite me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would not be upset if that fell yeah, apart. Me neither, but...
0: <laughs> Teresa Randall needs another check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, you know what? I, I saw a piece of their... Because they're... they. I think they're from... Um, oh, what's that country, man? Uh, Belgium, <laughs> right? They're Belgium filmmakers. Hey, welcome back to What's That Country? <laughs> right. The right. category is ideal and Bill Hall crazy. We send the question to you. You stupid! I think they're. I think they're. Um, uh, Belgium filmmakers, right? Or at least what they went call to film school from Belgium. Uh, like Belgian, uh, like the yeah, Belgian, yeah, Belgian. yeah. Okay. yeah okay. They're Belgian filmmakers. My apologies. Are um, they really? I, well, or at I don't least they, or they, or they went to, or one's like Moroccan, I believe, they both went to film school in Belgium. It's something like that. They met in film school. Mm-hmm. But it, my point of saying that was, is I saw it's one like of where their. John
0: Claude Van Damme's room? Yeah,
2: he is, actually. Um, I saw one of their older films, like uh, maybe the film that came out before or the one that got them the job mm-hmm. um, for Bad Boys 3. And they really reminded me of like a Guy Ritchie style. Like interesting, like like you said, very kinetic. Yeah. Um. There's humor, but there's I don't know how deep the criminal aspect is, or like how graphic they are. But I mean, they
3: cut away to the bad guys a lot in Bad Boys Three, and that's some of my uh, least favorite stuff in the movie.
2: Cut away to the bad guys. What?
3: Yeah, like. Uh, it's, it, I don't know, man. It's uh, you know, I don't want to like spoil it because I think a lot of people haven't probably haven't seen it yet. The movie's doing well at the box office, but it's not like it's not killing it, right? Um, but yeah, I know the movie is is much stronger in my opinion when it's on Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. I mean, do you agree, Martin?
1: I mean, how did you feel about it? Oh, about Bad Boys for Life? Yeah. Um, I, I I thought it was it was a fun movie going experience for sure. Yeah. I don't like going back. If I watched it by myself, I probably wouldn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. I think there's just like a wild reach in like the third act, dude. <laughs> so the story like, goes some whack. Places. Like, I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's like when you really think about it, like you were a rookie cop, and your your uh, department head sent you to do what? Yeah. <laughs> a where? Cop. Right like, here. is that even in your jurisdiction? Yeah. <laughs> that, I have the same yeah. thought.
3: The story is is crazy, yeah. but I think it was just so much fun to see Will Smith. Like, also, he's breaking out of the Uncle Will type thing that he's been in. Yeah, you know, he's swearing. He's being a little more edgy than he's been lately. Well, no,
2: that's the whole Bad Boys brand, though.
3: I know, but it's he's... been a long time, I feel like, since Will Smith was in that. Oh, Bad okay, Boys 2 gotcha. was
2: 2004,
3: that 16 was a long time years ago. ago. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it felt like kind of a return to form. Like,
4: yeah.
3: all right, because Will Smith, is you know, he's been rebuilding. It's right. been a big few years for him. <laughs> yeah, 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 And like Aladdin, I think, was a big success for him. He's great in Aladdin, but he's doing the Uncle Will thing.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I, wa- I watched half of Aladdin last night. I was very entertained.
3: I, I think. Very out of incredible. out of these kind
2: of boring Disney remakes, Aladdin's of one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah I like I'm, it. I'm with you. I'm on board with that. Was Teresa Randall in this one?
0: Yeah, she was. She oh, didn't look in great a- in it, but she doesn't. Oh, that's
2: that's. I don't feel like they
0: put any money into making her look good, though. So. Oh,
2: okay, gotcha. Um,
0: I it was satisfactory. It checked the box, as Corey likes to say. Um, <laughs> Pop Culture Happy Hour had some feedback on the movie that it is racist. Um, oh
4: Lord! <laughs> For real?
0: I no. And the thing is, I it, guess because it's not anti-black racism that right. I probably am not like offended by it in a way that like I would be keyed into. They're saying racist
3: like, towards like Hispanics. Yes. Towards yeah. like yeah,
1: DJ yeah. Khaled. <laughs> DJ Khaled. I, I mean, I would
3: think Uh-oh. some of the. But, but that's, the more like uh, the, well, the last two. Like
0: oh uh, yeah. The, he was. Cute Cuban Johnny Tapia was Cuban and that voice too, and like he's he is drug guy in Miami who's really really witch. That like him going bye 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 bye. bye.
3: (laughs) I think the treatment of like the voodoo culture uh, is Uh, is, she's a
0: bruja. But here's the thing that could be
3: upsetting though. I think the way it's portrayed in the movie is not very subtle.
0: I think it is nuanced. So so me seeing Johnny Tapia in 2004 is one thing. And like there were some things I could laugh at with Johnny's happy. Yeah. Like there was there was like some comic relief, and I like that actor. I don't know his name. I only know him for the two things that everyone knows him for. Yeah, um, that and blow. Yeah, yeah. and I need to call him the Bye Bye Man. I don't even know his name, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, in two thousand four, it felt fine. In twenty twenty. Mexican scary people is Yeah It's a bit tone deaf Yeah Mm. So I I was like I was just kind of like It's racist And then when they were Explaining it And I was like "Mm." Well in Miami
3: too I mean, oh. the setting, you know what I mean? It, uh-huh. There is kind of this idea of, scary like, we got to go wrangle up the. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. the
0: scary immigrants <laughs> yes. in, in our beloved, beautiful city of All sexy right. people. It's Joey, Joey
3: oh. Pants and Martin Lawrence and Will Smith wrangling up the, the crazy yeah. below the border people. That's maybe. funny, because
2: I was going to say part two is pretty. I mean, you talk about the Haitians, you talk about, you know, Johnny Tapia. like.
0: But see, it felt like the landscape of Miami, like.
2: Oh, this doesn't.
0: This doesn't.
2: Oh, I get it. So, I get like, the
0: difference. you, you, you in Miami, you got crime. You are gonna be in it with the Zell Pounders? Like, that's what it is. Yeah, well, you <laughs> you know, know what I
2: mean? I mean, well, you know, with the magic of, of filmmaking, you know, a lot of it wasn't even shot in Miami. A lot of it was shot in Atlanta, right? <laughs> you know, they Which rebuilt. is crazy because it actually. The, I mean,
3: the third one certainly feels like. It was on location in Miami. Yeah, Some right. of it it's was,
0: but
2: a, a lot of production design. It's, bro. Yeah,
3: it's just it's very successful in that. And, I would say. Okay.
0: Yeah, but I mean. But the
3: racism thing. I mean, that now that you say that, I'm like,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, same. Because I, I didn't walk away from it. I didn't, and I didn't walk away from it feeling that way. And yeah. me personally, like my relationship to, um. To witchcraft and and. In cultures that are not like traditionally like associated with like American religion or like Western yeah. religion or whatever, my relationship to that is is different. So I don't look at someone, a Latin person or a Black person, Afro Caribbean person or whatever, like them being a witch, whatever the language for that is in mm. that particular culture, yeah. as being evil. It's just that's their religion. All right. So, Bruja.
3: yeah, but it, then it's <laughs> the br- sort of like br- demonizing br- their religion. <laughs>
0: Yes, and that is a thing that Americans do. But like, but that's the lens I'm looking at it through. The person who's writing that is definitely making it something sinister. Yeah, sure. So, mm-hmm. so that may also be why I didn't take it in as like super racist. You would think that I would because I have sensitivity around that. But like, I don't know. I'm ashamed. Right. <laughs>
1: but... I'm just mad it never paid off. Like the magic never worked. There was never like no VFX shot of like her doing magic. It was just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like
1: you yeah, want to like apology. some dr strange
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I, I
2: gotta you see were, I, haven't
0: seen. I was about to you didn't very 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 inappropriate joke yeah. about soul snatching and i'm gonna Uh-oh. um yeah
2: don't do that my 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 only thing uh well i'm, I'm glad to hear that at least the performances were good because i was worried about martin and will together they're
1: very good okay very so I, good. I was worried about that martin uh, i know. think I think Martin gets better as the movie goes on because okay. his timing in the beginning is kind of like off. I, I think you have I think to get the used to. I more it. than it's him. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I
3: mean, you know, he's had his share of health problems. He seems a little slower, not mentally, but just like Physically. his reaction his time, awareness. like his comedic timing. Yeah, yes. it's like he it's he's just not as quick as he used to be, and knowing that he's like had some severe you know, issues. Yeah. It kinda I couldn't stop thinking about that. Bruh the,
0: the 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 joke at the end about like fucking the witch was funny to me.
3: <laughs> oh he's funny in the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean he's fun but I, I I kind of agree with Martin. I think at, at the beginning you're like, oh yeah, he's older.
0: There okay, he's so it. the addition of, of like Vanessa Hudgens who like does not talk for the like, They make a high
3: school musical joke.
0: Yeah. It's great. Which is great. I like when things make fun of themselves, cool. But like we didn't need those kids. You could have brought back I, the two. Mm, so, so to me. I well, love
3: that team. I love the team. I want every movie from now on to be about the team.
0: I want wow. I want the two Latin cops back from the first two movies. Because I think yeah. that that would have balanced out the other racist shit been, in the movie. Yeah.
1: No, you're right. I and mean, the comedy yeah.
0: between them is, yeah, is good like too. Them. I, mean, I would have liked yeah. them back.
1: Because technically Vanessa Hudgens is like Latinx too, I think. So I think I thought she
0: was Filipino, but I, I thought could she be was wrong.
1: like yeah. <laughs> in the movie or in real life? In, in real, real life. I think she's, I no, Hispanic. she's Hispanic. I thought she was yeah. Hispanic.
2: Yeah, I think she's Hispanic. Maybe she's not.
1: Well, that's how I, always but read I thought. Because usually when you have like the evil person stereotype or evil group of people, you have something to offset that. I thought that's what they were doing. With I mean, Vanessa they kind of gave
0: us that with um, the female.
1: Oh movie. yeah, she's Cuban, right? I
2: yeah, think.
0: yeah.
1: But so my biggest thing about
2: the film. Is that They just wasted the title. They were yeah, supposed to yes. save that for part four. Yes, I, it <laughs> is
3: Angry. a baffling decision. Yeah. I've ranted about this on act three before. I don't understand how how you make this choice. Like, did you think you weren't going to make a fourth one? Like, clearly they set one up. It's so it's a, it's a huge issue. The way that you fix it, and they can still, they still have time on the Blu-ray release. This is what you do.
2: Okay.
3: This film and the next two sequels are all called bad boys for life. Okay. Okay this one should needs to be retitled on the blu-ray release to bad boys for life but the e in life is a three bad boys oh. for life is a number four instead of the word for and then bad boys for life the fifth one is bad boys but the s is a five that's what you do that's oh. the only way to save this you just good. call that's the next good. one bad
1: boys forever and i think it will still work
2: Haha, yeah, that is true. That's like
1: Batman forever. Yeah, bro. don't do that. Uh, I was thinking Wu Tang forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever, yeah, yeah, Wakanda but forever.
0: It, and I was right, Vanessa Hudgens is Filipino.
1: Oh, wow,
4: oh, okay, okay. okay, Yeah, they they it she, she's not
2: like, That technically, yeah, technically, yeah. that's yeah, like still they're, Hispanic, they're, sort yeah, of. kind of, yeah, they were wow. conquered.
0: That's interesting. Um, also black, yeah, get into that.
2: Um, honey boy was on my list. And I am so glad I it popped up. I do not know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. That was, I think Chandler, me and you were talking about trying to see it at one point, right? Yeah,
3: I really wanted to see it. You know, it. We have a shorter awards season window this year that's been talked about all over the place. And so I really was feeling the crunch here at the end. And I still did not see so many of the movies that were nominated for Oscars, right. which is kind of how I prioritize things. So now I, after the awards, I begin like rounding up what I didn't see at the Oscars and then all the stuff that was snubbed. And that's going to be my next few months mission. Gotcha. And it's, I tell you, though, Honey Boy, at
0: the top of that list,
2: Yes, Honey I Boy need is... to watch it soon. So Honey Boy was one of those ones I, I have like on my Fandango account, kind of like, yo, when it comes in this area, let me know.
0: That was me and Loose uh, and um last black man in San Francisco. Yeah. The alerts just never came. <laughs> now, is that
2: the one where he's the last one? <laughs> oh, okay. The last play There was San like Francisco.
0: a few before him, but
2: and only a few. <laughs> and, and, and then, and then the Asians
4: came
0: in. So
2: <laughs> now it's now the sequel. The last white man. Quite, <laughs> in San Francisco. Um, I think they should make it like a like a franchise.
3: It's like Last Black Man in like different big American metropolitan areas. <laughs>
1: <Last Black Man. laughs> that actually yeah. makes
0: me sad because it's like it's an true. anthology series.
1: Yeah. Like different directors take it's it on like and black, just do like an Avengers with Last Black Man in America, <laughs> Chicago,
4: yeah. Lynchburg Detroit.
1: Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: last Black Man in Lynchburg. Fucking get
0: in Norfolk. Yeah. Last oh, Black like Man in at, uh, at
3: EVM, EVMS. EVM. And it's, it's about right (laughs)
2: South (laughs) North. That's funny. You got to be in Virginia to know about that, joke. Oh, no, that went nationwide. Oh, it definitely did. If they know it for one thing, it's that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Only me and Lizzie saw Honey Boy here at the table. It's yeah, looking like it. a big, big yes. All right. Uh, so I mean, there's nothing much to say about it other than Shia LaBeouf was awesome. Shia LaBeouf's always been one of my favorites. Love man. him.
3: I, I feel for him because he struggles. You can tell he struggles. But he's yeah. so He's a great actor. So I mean, talented. he's really a, a splendid artist. And I always am just hoping, like, hey, I hope that this is the point where he can kind of yeah. get back on track. You know.
0: You know, I knew he had it in a in a season two of Project Greenlight.
3: Oh, I really knew he had that. it from uh, episode one of Even Stevens. Yeah. I've, never,
0: I've never watched yeah. Even Stevens. Yeah, I never Stevens, really watched Even Stevens. You. I, you know.
2: I didn't know he was in Project Greenlight. He, he did a yeah, film? The, the, Battle, of Project- the Battle of Shaker Heights. The Battle of
0: Shaker Heights. He's a star of the second film that they oh, produced.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I saw he had did a. I, I mean, I was already a fan. Uh, but when I saw he was kind of like moving into the space of like directing and writing, he had did like this short film with Kid Cudi. And um, I forget what it was called, but it was really, really, really dope. It actually uh, was an inspiration for a music video I did, man, seven, eight years ago. Um oh. But um, yeah, Shy is amazing. And now that you've seen it, now that, you, now that you've seen Honey Boy Lazy, you should go back and watch The Writer's um, Hollywood Reporter with him in it. Mm-hmm. And he talks about uh, he talks about a few different things, like sort of where the seed of this came from, you know, is how. that from this year? From this but, year, because I know he's on the actors' roundtable
3: too. Is what? he on the writers' one?
2: Is it the writer? I think it's the writers' one. That because he's yeah,
3: the or maybe it is the actors' the actors' one. Yeah, one yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's him Sandler. Uh, yes, Tom yeah Hanks. that's the one okay yeah. my, my apologies yeah, Adam Driver it's, it's, he's it's great that's a great discussion yeah and the he's, actors he's one. awesome those
0: are him. people I want to see talk
3: they have an incredible it ecle- a real it's real a very real. eclectic group and they, they seem so different and just seeing them like draw the threads from one another it's it's really
1: good I just like him like Jamie Foxx at, is the other one yeah, yeah I like Bobby him looking at uh, Robert De Niro and being like you inspired me and Robert De Niro just has that blank stare mm-hmm. on his face like, he's like yeah exactly really Greg really
2: your face I <laughs> I learned about I learned a lot about uh Robert De Niro in that because it's like for every every piece of like um, praise that came to him he deflected yeah. he deflected hard you know he 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 really we look at him and we hold him to this high like you're the fucking man you've done everything
3: you are the Irishman
2: and he just you know, and he just looks at himself like you know I'm just a canvas man like I'm just a canvas to tell these stories and I go through the same processes as you guys and um, I don't always get it right but I try my best and it's just amazing that he's mortal. You know, it's sometimes it's cool seeing that somebody that we revere as a God is really just, he's just, he's, he's the same, you know? Um, But he, he talks a lot about where his cue points from his father came from, um, how, how portraying him really gave him a different perspective on his father. And even how he, uh, how he tricked his father into giving, like signing over his rights to allow, he said that, He told his father that Mel Gibson was going to play him, and he was like, "Yeah, Sha He's just a very charismatic individual, man. I I really like. I love his interviews. I love everything about the kid, man. You
0: know, it's funny when we were talking about like Uncle Will Smith. I was thinking about him telling Shia LaBeouf, "Stop cussing and go home." Um, Who? Will Smith. He did. Oh,
3: in a iRobot. Yeah, he's like, "Stop cussing and go home." Shia is funny in (laughs) iRobot. I I forgot he's in that movie. He's funny in in a lot of things. Yeah,
0: I, I, I didn't. I didn't know anything about his story. Um, he seems to be someone who has had, like, an interesting life just in his choices of things that he portrays. I'd say, like, I didn't know how much quirk was there. Um, this performance reminded me a lot of his character in American Honey.
2: Oh, I never saw American Honey.
0: Um,
2: I know that was Coral's like, film, 2018. Yes. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Go. That was one of, like, that was Corey's film in, in 2019? I just said that, 2018. Okay, yeah, yeah. 2018, yeah. Um,
2: for the record,
3: I just said that. I heard yeah. you. <laughs> I heard it.
0: I heard you. He was
3: also in what the the Peanut Butter Falcon this year, which he was also lauded for. He's yeah. had a good year. It's a big, shy had a year. Good year. yeah.
0: I, I didn't know anything about that. You're saying words that I don't know. Peanut yeah, Butter
3: Peanut Falcon, Falcon is, like, it was very, very well-reviewed. Yeah. Little right. indie picture. It, he looked great in it.
0: I might watch it. That I haven't my, seen it It's Black History Month. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> That's funny.
2: Not to be confused with the peanut butter solution that I watched on Disney back in the 80s hey. before you were born, Chandler. Just a cool. tidbit. And hey. also,
0: um, because it's Black History Month, I need to remind everybody that um, George Washington Carver did not invent peanut butter. So, yeah, um, Just
2: a million uses for it. But go ahead, yep. though.
0: So watching this movie, um, I like Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges is also in, in Waves. He's in Waves, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lucas Hedges yeah. is the man. I I, him. I saw him in, uh, is, what's the one with uh, him and J- uh, Julia Roberts? Is it Boy Interrupted? Ben is back. Ben is back. That one was good. I saw him in Boy Interrupted. That's the one with him and Russell Crowe.
3: No. Boy Interrupted? No, I that's, that was, oh, that's Girl Interrupted. Yeah, no, it's Boy Erased. Boy Erased, yeah. thank you. Same Boy way. Erased, he was good in. I didn't really like the movie, but he was good in it.
0: He's good, and I liked him in He's great Manchester at, by the Sea. Like, he oh just, my god, that's, that's where it was. That's, that's, that's his magnum one.
3: opus. Still, and he he, uh, he was nominated for an Oscar for that. Um, and what's the? Did y'all see the the Jonah Hill skateboarding movie? Uh, no, mid nineties. Uh, 90s, he, 90s. He, yeah, you mid-90s, did, Yeah, yeah. love. Did you he like was, it?
1: Yeah, I, I loved that, that movie. Yeah, it was I saw really in, in,
3: uh, Lucas Hedges
1: is fantastic in it. Yeah, oh, he I is. That. It's great. I forgot I, that that movie. I knew so many kids like that growing up.
3: Dude, that was yeah. like, those are my friends. Like, I mean, though yeah. I'm a little younger than, you know, that generation, but like, that was like, that, that skateboarders, my childhood. Yeah, yep. exactly.
1: Yeah. It's so
3: true.
2: That's definitely my generation.
3: I mean, it's, yeah, it's like Jonah Hill. I mean, you. I think, first of all, he's an, a, an incredible filmmaker in that he is so naturalistic. Yeah. Like, his, his lens is so, it's it's it doesn't exist. He just captures reality. It's, really? It's cra- yeah. I mean, it's
2: crazy. Mm. And movie is really, really good. Mid-90s. I feel a, like very, nobody saw it. That's a very Harmony Korean approach to filmmaking. But it, it didn't feel like kids, though, did it?
0: That's what I was about to say. It, it did no. to me when I started watching it, but I didn't finish it.
3: I don't think so, because it's not upsetting it in the same way. No, I, no, no.
0: That's not what yeah. I'm saying. Just like the slice of life oh, portion sure, of it. Oh, sure.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because he uses, like, a lot of, like, non-actors, first-time performers mm. outside of, like, the main cast, you know.
0: So back to Honey Boy. Um, but Lucas, Lucas Hedges. I wanted more Lucas Hedges in this movie. Like, that's my that's my that's critique is that I wanted more of him. Right. However, the younger actor, uh, Noah, I don't know if it's Yupe, Jupe? Youp? Youpe? Whope? 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 Noah
2: Jay, baby. Yeah, Noah yeah. Jay. He's the one who played Otis. He played young
0: Yes, Shia. he played young Otis, young Shia LaBeouf. That kid, I like his face. He has one of those faces that, like, I'm a mom and you have a little boy face. And yeah. I just want to eat you alive. You know, yeah.
3: I was also really... I didn't see the movie, but I heard a lot of good stuff about Noah's Ark in the film. <laughs> you know
0: what? I cannot Whoa. with you. <laughs> yeah, the,
2: the, him, and, him and Shia playing against each other was so fucking... I was, like, every time they were on screen together, like, the tension... I was always afraid that he was going to slap them. Like, I don't know. I was always scared about that. But just there. You know the the real intense moments, like just their relationship on screen, was very like I, I loved it. I could have watched the whole movie with that.
0: This kid has the range. Yeah. He has it. Um, I've and, and he's got the goods. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I said that about Kelvin Harrison. Like I'm saying that about this kid. Okay. Um, what's the other? He's in Wonder. What's that kid? That Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, Tremblay. I felt like he has it. This kid has it. This kid um, has it. Has it. And I didn't know it until this movie. I, th- I felt like he was good, and other he stood out to me in other things that I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. But this just he's so amazing, and I believe that he is Shia. He is. I believe that. I believe that that is probably exactly how he behaved. Right. And just with that level of self awareness at a very young age, because he's forced to yes. grow up so fast. Yes. Um, and Shia LaBeouf is just he's just killing it. He is killing amazing. it. And at the very end, of course, you know they're showing you pictures of them in real life. Yeah. And like, okay. I always thought like in my mind, cause you know, we look away from the TV cause we are millennials and we're distracted easily. But, okay. um, in my mind, like he's this big guy, like big, heavy guy, but no, like, is like, his regular frame, yeah. just, you know, older. Just older, And yeah. then when they showed his father, I was like, that is hella accurate. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, the first review that I see um, from users on IMDb is that Shia deserves an Oscar, and he does. He
2: does. He definitely does. So is he, He'll like one. Is he blacklisted right now? No.
3: I. I so, I mean, you know, he's— uh, He's troubled. He's had a lot of bad behavior. <laughs> yeah. And I think he— he avoids big budget projects, not interested in them. I think he does work that is really exists for him to get some kind of therapy out of it. And that's a lot of like what he talks about in interviews all Mm. over the place. I think that he, after transformers, I think he's kind of like not interested in working in the system. He only wants to like work hard to get his own stuff made or things that he's very creatively invested in. Right. So that's why I'm kind of rooting for him to, you know, to heal, Mm -hmm. which I think he's, He's certainly trying to do, and and seems like he's on the right track. I want to see him make a return to mainstream Hollywood because I think he's so good. And like I like, I like him in Transformers. I like him in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I think he's one of the best parts of that movie. Right.
0: I think he has a studio film this year, something called The Tax Collector. It's a David Ayer film.
2: David
3: Ayer. Okay. He likes David Ayer. He did yeah. uh, with
2: he did the fake movie. Yeah. 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 Well, David Ayer is a man's man. Yeah. And that's what Shy needs, right. like a man's man. Lars Van Trier. Um, right. But outside of like
3: his like, yeah, I mean, outside of his regular collaborators, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, he's not just like doing like Eagle Eye anymore. Right. That, those days right. are gone.
2: Yeah. Well, and then also his bridge with Steven Spielberg has been burned, so that's a big factor. That's, in a, that. that's a shame. That, I yeah.
3: mean, it, look, this is my hot take. Crystal Skull, though. I mean, he's good. Yeah. Mutt Williams rocks. You right. think he'll
0: be in the next Indiana Jones? No, they've no, said
3: he won't. Not. They've in the last rumored script leak, and the movie got delayed. But the it, the pitch was that Indiana Jones has a daughter now. <laughs> That you didn't see before.
0: I mean, he was out in the world fucking. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, obvious.
3: that's pretty obvious. I
0: mean, look, it's <laughs> a bad
3: idea to make another Indiana maybe Jones it's, um... film with Harrison Ford. He's too old. Yeah. Well, I mean.
0: maybe it's maybe it's so. The first one was the woman from the first movie. Maybe it's the the <laughs> second. Miss, he was like Steven Spielberg's wife. Yeah. Oh
1: wow. Oh. Uh, oh I know uh, you're Kate Capshaw. Yeah,
0: Kate Capshaw. Yeah, yeah. He maybe has a kid with Kate Capshaw.
2: And he's just like, oh, I've hey, got yeah. another one. Spielberg ain't having that. Yeah, hey, you got to kiss the broad man, but you can't have a baby by my wife. Wow. Yeah. Right. It's rough. Yeah. That's pretty rough.
3: My, I, I've been waiting for an opportunity to do my Adam driver impression. This episode, it just hasn't happened yet. And now uh, we're like getting towards the end and I'm worried it's not going to come
2: up. Yeah. Well, you probably won't.
0: Have I mean, okay. But like. Wheel of Impressions, obviously, is one of my favorite things. And, mm-hmm. like, I feel like you're coming for Sarah Paulson's neck. So, like, let's just have it. Just let's, let's just do um, it.
3: Okay, well, I do him best as Kylo Ren. So this is, like a, I guess, mean, you'll appreciate this. And, you know, I hope you guys do, too. Uh, so, let's uh, <laughs> let's, uh, the next time I offer you my hand, <laughs> you'll take it. That's <laughs> actually very good. I killed Han Solo. When the moment came, I didn't hesitate. <laughs> that
0: was nice. I always wonder what your face looks like mm. while you're doing this and I'm listening to Act 3. Yeah.
3: I do a good, I mean, it is a face impression too so you'll just have the laugh to go on but like when he
2: kills Han Solo and then he's like.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Adam Driver's interesting because I Weird. like him. <laughs> And but you just said you do you do him best as Kylerin. That's exactly how he sounded on Marriage Story. Yeah, which no, is I exactly mean, how right. he sounds a black
3: Klansman. and any girls. Which is the first thing no, I saw. No,
0: he he departs from that in girls. He just Adam on girls is just weird. He's just weird. I
3: think that, like, Adam on girls is like Kylo Ren. I think they're very similar. I think that's what got him. Kylo Ren with butt yeah. sex. He just has this, <laughs> he
0: has
2: this intense face that you just don't question. But yeah. in reality, like, the range is not where it needs to be. In what my what opinion. are you talking
0: about? Did you did see you him on SNL? Maristore and did huh? In SNL, he was great. Oh, I he, didn't see SNL. Oh, so my the God. The Kylo dude. Ren bit on SNL was, like, one of my favorite things H- they've done. His most
3: oh, recent okay. episode of SNL, it, uh, go just watch the monologue on YouTube. Okay. And you will see this man's range. He is so comfortable in front of a crowd and like working with multiple cameras, his relationship oh. to them live on TV, which is very difficult to do. Okay. Like this he's so talented. He's yep. I think he frequently take it back, goes, the same my place, but yeah. I mean and you watch him in like the Noah Bombach uh like uh what's the one? Uh while we're young, uh-huh. where he's uh supporting okay. and he's like he's way outside of the normal driver we gotcha. so yeah he's right. he's great. I really I, enjoyed
0: him in Marriage Story. I'm not gonna lie like even le- even as a woman who, like, is rooting for women, mm-hmm. I definitely found myself siding with him right. in that story. Um,
3: in,
2: in some spaces, yeah. Martin, what do you got I to mean. say
3: about this, man? He's just been quiet for a minute. <laughs>
2: Not much. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's been quiet for a minute. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. well, just getting off Adam Driver, just to put the button on, honey boy. Um <laughs> Cause I don't. Cause he's an ex-marine. I don't want to die. That's that's just the real about it. You know what he I mean? Ain't listen to this shit. Yeah, he might, he's the supreme leader of the first order. Yeah, that's okay. what you should be worried. about. That's what I should be worried about. <laughs> Um, my my biggest takeaway from Honey Boy is the director, man. This Alma uh, Harel. Harrell.
4: Yeah,
2: I, I'm gonna watch her, man. She she kind of reminiscent of um Michelle Gondry to me. Like there, you know the 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 way that they did the Terminator scenes and I mean, Terminator, Transformer scenes, and the uh you know the 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 pie in the face stuff. It just it brought me back to like Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, just really practical effects. Um,
0: but they they felt huge, even though it's like not. Yes,
2: even though it's not, yes. you know, which be kind rewind was pretty much that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she just has a very practical style and a sensibility with the camera. Like um, I think she knows what story she's trying to tell, and uh, I would love to see her do more stories on this level, very emotional, um, very practical. Um, uh, so him, her, excuse me, her and uh, and Lulu Lulu Wong. Are probably like my two standouts from this year hmm. of people that I, I really I really want to watch their career grow as as uh, auteurs.
1: Do y'all think this is better than like another another movie that's like kind of semi autobiographical marriage story because it's about yeah. like the? You think this is hun- better, Honey no, Boy? I haven't seen
2: it. Uh, n- uh, no, I, Marriage Story was 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 good, but. It was forgettable to me, man. I mean, I mean, there's a there's a lot of texture there. Me being married and just understanding, understanding, you know how you have a viewpoint as one person, and your partner has another viewpoint as a, as a person. But you guys are in this business relationship, whereas you have a child, and you have, you know, you 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 do have thing. You have a career together. Um, I, I, I wasn't impressed by it man. I'm not a big bomb a bomb back. I haven't seen much of Bombback or done much but just watching him in interviews, I'm just not a fan of him, you know, I, no, like,
3: I can relate to that. I don't. He strikes me as very pretentious, and very you know. Pompous. And I, I, will say this: I love uh, Greta Gerwig's work. Yeah, I feel the same way about her. Them as a pair get on my nerves, right? And I think it's just when it's like, hey, I love their work, but they're not maybe my favorite people. I don't think I would do very well in a conversation with them. You
2: know what kind of blew it for me? It's is in that in that very same Hollywood Reporter episode that yeah. they were both in.
3: The directors round, the table.
2: directors Ryan Tabor. They were okay. So so the Cohen brothers are very famous known for like there is no improv on their scripts because it is very specific you know there's things that are happening in the scene that require this dialogue it's just very on the nose well apparently bomb back is the same way like mm-hmm. there's no improv on the scripts you don't deviate from what's on the lines we're going to do it a hundred times and you're going to read it the exact same way or whatever you know the exact same thing off the script This script was not that, like, stick-to-it worthy to me. You know, like, this is very different mechanically from a Coen Brothers film. And I'm just like, you know, the nerve of you to say, yo, don't fucking deviate from my words. Like, they are just uh, this, like, improv might have served this story a little bit better. I
3: always feel that way. That question in general, I don't think that the writer should even talk about that or the director if that's a thing they want on their set i don't think you should talk about that like let the actor talk about that but yeah the moment that you as the creative say no i don't like i don't let people bring their thing to this it's my thing well you're gonna sound like a jerk no matter what well
2: in all fairness i can't remember if it was him or it could have been the actresses round table where they had uh um uh, who who played her attorney laura 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 And uh, Scarlett Johansson were yeah. you know had both worked with Bond back actually, and they they kept emphasizing it like you know because the script it was like it was right. almost like an inside joke yes um, where it's like they couldn't deviate from the script, and I'm just like I,
0: what was I don't, there that was so important what
2: was so riveting man so
0: I'm. <sighs> Keeping it a book, I watched this movie because of Adam Driver. Okay, um, had he not been in it, you wouldn't have watched. I wouldn't it. Have watched it. And what like, was your take you take saw
3: away? it on uh, you saw it on Netflix, and then when the moment came, I didn't hesitate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. And, and we're
2: talking about a marriage story for anybody that we lost. But um, what was your takeaway?
0: This story has been told before. That's a story I've seen before. Kramer it's, Kramer. Yeah, exactly. it's Kramer versus Kramer. That's what I was gonna say. It's Kramer versus Kramer. It's been told before. It's not in terms of the subject matter that it's exploring, and even from the perspective that it's exploring it, it's not new. Yeah. I watched the movie for Adam Driver. Did I like it? Yes. I'm not going to say it was necessarily forgettable because I loved his performance in it. Huh. But, like, I agree with you. Yeah. That shouldn't be up for Best Picture. No. So in terms of, like, that versus Shia LaBeouf, you know, that's not new either. That what he's exploring is not new. But he he fucking killed it. Yeah.
2: Shia murdered that. Him
0: and that child.
2: Yeah, For sure. For sure.
0: I wonder if he sees himself in Noah at all.
2: If who sees himself in Noah? Shia. Oh, oh! In the character, I'm thinking you talking about Noah Bonbak. I'm like, what? Oh <laughs> yeah, no, that's, the so actor. Like, oh.
0: <laughs> Noah J. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably, because I would imagine he had a lot of. Um, I, I would imagine that he had a lot of precedence over the role, being that it's his story. I would imagine that Alma, as a director, um, they, they, were, they probably worked very closely in figuring out who was who was what. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine, yeah. He would have had to. I mean, the kid was very endearing. You know, that's the thing about Shia. Shia is very, um, it's very affable, man. Even when he's playing things up, it's he's, his face. Yeah, and 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 Lucas Hed, uh, Hodges, Hedges is the same way. Uh, he just has a very endearing quality to him. This boy has a very endearing quality to him. So I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine that was probably the thing where it's like you know that I I can I can bounce between these two things with. You you know I have to be in touch with myself, but then I also have to be apart from myself, and I can do it in a switch. Um, I would imagine that's part of the DNA that you look for with somebody like Shy. Um, what else is there to talk about, guys? We are getting pretty long-winded here. Um, y'all talked about lock and
1: key. Ah, uh, we can go real quick on it. What you? <laughs> How would you feel about it? Because. <laughs> I read the comics, so I pretty much know the whole story.
0: I didn't know. I did not. I thought it was a novel and not necessarily graphic novel collection or, like, a comic until I started watching it. Um, And then as I was watching it, and I I anticipated that you were also watching it, which I should have just fucking asked you. But Uh -uh. whatever. (laughs) Well, I mean, I got maybe, like two thirds of the way through the first episode, and I was like, "You know what it felt like? It felt like umbrella academy, and yeah, I was like, this, like
4: that. Yeah. I was like,
0: this feels like source material from a comic. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoy it. I enjoy fantasy, so and it's my it's a kind of fantasy that I like that has somewhat of a childlike quality, so I was into that, and that's what it felt like when it first started, and then they were like cursing a lot, and there was naked butts, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is not for children." What exactly the tone of it is like yeah. in a weird little pocket, <laughs> especially especially the little boy um, on the show. I've watched so yeah, many things. Yeah, he was things. in it. Was he?
1: Yeah, he was. Oh, the, uh, that's he's Georgie. Georgie, yeah.
0: He feels so young and innocent that, like, knowing that there are naked butts and lots of cussing, I'm just really like uncomfortable with him even being part of it.
1: it he's <laughs> that's weird because he doesn't feel like like. I don't know if you ever watched The Walking Dead, but there was a mm-hmm. whole meme about Carl, <laughs> like when Rick would yell Carl because the first couple of seasons, Carl just be in some random forest, and his <laughs> mom won't know where he is, his dad won't know where he is. I feel like that's this whole. Oh, show. they just
0: let him go off by yeah. himself. <laughs> yeah, anywhere. That's a level of like yeah. comfort that I guess you have in certain communities. That like, nah. But you know what though, like not in 2020, maybe in like 1990. But yeah, <laughs> no, nah. I agree with you. There was there was the big reveal I figured out yeah. also like I was like okay this is interesting so
2: I- what is lock and key about if you don't mind me
1: asking um, there's basically this family their dad dies and they end up moving back into his old house uh-huh. um, and it's basically there's a bunch of keys they find in the house and the keys have magical properties like a key allows you to go inside someone's head a key allows you to, to uh Go into a mirror. There's a key that makes you gender swap or whatever. So, mm. it and there's this antagonist like throughout the series that's trying to get get this one key the whole time too. So it's base. It's basically a like a YA type of thing because there's the the son. He's like the oldest. The daughter's like maybe a year younger, and the youngest son is maybe like six or seven or something like that. And it's about them like experimenting with these keys oh. and finding out this mystery and finding out more about their dad and stuff like that. Oh, interesting.
2: So it's, a,
0: it's a really good story though.
2: So my wife is watching it. And so, you know, every now and then, like I, when I hit the bed, I fall asleep. That's just the bottom line. So every now and then I'll wake up and, Peek up, and I'll see that like she's watched. She's been watching it for the past few days. Um, but do you do they know what the keys do before they use them, or do you find out after you use them?
0: It's a little of both. Yeah. It's a little of both.
2: Okay, you know what it does, but you don't know how far it goes. Maybe no. Too.
0: There's like a couple times where someone tells them what the keys do.
2: Ah, okay. there
0: uh, there are other people who know what all the keys do, yeah. but um, and I didn't realize. Are they like the a, key makers? No, they're the key keepers. The
2: keepers.
0: Oh, makers. yeah, it's well, close. Um. But yeah, there's there's a there's a few times where someone tells them like what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm watching, I'm like, this is useful, what's gonna happen with this? Something's gonna happen with this, this is important, they're talking about it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. That I, I figured out a few things as I was watching it, which I'm okay but I'm okay with it. It didn't ruin it for me. Yeah. I was just kinda like, Okay, where how's this gonna be revealed? Gotcha. So okay. yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's not bad. I do find myself like fast forwarding through some of the, like high school stuff though. Yeah. Just just to get to like the actual like horror and Lovecraft stuff that I want to see.
0: Mm. Okay. It could have been shorter. It could have been eight episodes. It didn't need to be ten.
1: Oh,
2: yeah, oh, hold on. I just I just process what you just said. You fast forward through television shows?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially Netflix. Absolutely. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't I don't need like a three minute conversation that you're gonna revisit in like two other episodes. <laughs> well,
2: how do you How do you determine that that's gonna happen? Right. I, you just
1: know story structure of like okay, this is just gonna be an ex this is just gonna be a um information dump or this is like the character finds out something that I already know is like gonna happen. I'm gonna fast forward through that. This is some event that's like, it's dragging on too long so I don't really need to see I kind of just fast forward to like that's
3: crazy you know though that like people like write and direct and perform those scenes
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah. he's like fuck that yeah Yeah.
0: I did not know this about you that's like
1: that's interesting that is really nuts you never
0: cease to like surprise me with things Um,
1: it's a a great way to watch television (laughs) yeah Like, I like I, I don't know. It, I, it would be weird for me to watch regular TV now, especially with a bad show that I only kind of like. I mean, I, I, I've done that with The Outsider, actually, too. <gasps> Blasphemous. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't do it as much with The Outsider, but I've done it with how? The Outsider. How? Like, you're going
0: to miss things yeah. if you don't. There's so much that you'll miss if you fast forward through it. And there's not like, there's only one scene that I can, well, like two that I can think of that are like. Information like exposition dumps, but if you don't have them, you're you like the piece. fuck's going on. Yeah,
1: you're gonna miss a piece. Like I don't need a whole light like, interrogation scene with Jason Bateman. I know what he's gonna say, and I know what the interrogator's gonna say. So go right through that. So about the tension and the
3: catharsis you experience during that scene? Or you're Jason Bateman,
0: Big like you're yeah. like, oh, he this nigga has range. Like no, yeah.
2: I mean, there's no part of you that's, that's like questioning, like yo, what the. F-? That like that doesn't have like you just already you, have you already come to the hypothesis of what's happening?
1: Um, yeah, I think by the time Cynthia Rivo comes in, you kind of know what's happening. What's what's about. No, that's
0: happen. when I started being lost.
1: Yeah, that's that's when it got the rabbit hole opened up even more for me. Yeah,
2: episode but episode three, I was just kind of like, the
0: fuck's happening here? <laughs> right. there,
1: there's a conversation with her and this other woman, and the woman like does this whole like yeah. information dump and explains exactly what's happening. And if you don't yeah. watch
0: the conversation, the, you don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah, but she yeah.
1: says what it is in like another conversation in the bar, and from that I already know like what's happening. Yo, you, know, you uh, well, you know what?
2: I need to take you to the uh, convenience store. I'm gonna buy some scratch offs, <laughs> 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 <Right. laughs> and yeah. then I just want you to sort of like lay your hand on it and let me know which ones are the winners before uh-huh. I buy them because right. this yeah. is a this is a different skill you possess.
0: Also, lock and key is pretty violent. Is it? Yeah.
2: It, it, it sounds like it should be like a PG thing. No. TV7. No,
0: no. The promo for it makes you feel that way.
2: Yeah. Oh, but and then you TV start mature. watching it and
0: you like, shit. Is,
2: is TV mature like a motherfucker?
0: No, nah, it's violent as fuck. Uh, okay. Not like all the time, though. So like when the violence happens, it's like very jarring. It's
2: jarring. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay, Lock and Key sounds interesting if you're into the fantasy realm. Um,
1: fast forward TV shows, guys, is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's different. I wish I would have did that with Smallville so much.
2: <laughs> yeah, something like that I can understand. Um, what else is there to talk about, guys?
0: I don't know. Like, like Martin just broke my heart over here. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I tell you what, if if anybody's looking for something to get into, um, well, obviously Outsider, Outsider, to me, from the first frame, I was captivated. I was captivated just from the from the previews. But this McMillions thing—is um,
0: it a week by week thing? Or yes, is it all, oh, I hate I, that. But
2: I think it's just a three-part documentary series, or maybe six-part or something like that. Dog, this first episode—if you like wild, crazy crime, fucking conspiracies—this shit is crazy, dog. Like the way that they're presenting it, it feels like. Um, did you ever see that? did y'all ever see that movie, the informant that Steven Soderbergh film with Matt Damon? Yes. Yeah. If this feels like the informant, but real, but real. Yeah, like it just, it just has that quality to it, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm that or like burn after reading or some shit like that. So I'm very interested in that and I'm going to be following that. But other than that, man, I haven't really been watching much. We kind of talked about the things I've been watching. So guys, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Q. Uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, Hopefully you kept up with it. Uh, Chandler, give me the goods, baby. Uh,
3: I got a podcast called Act Three. Uh, We do that over at WTKR. It's me and my co-host, Stephen Wall. Uh, Everybody in this room has been uh, on the show before, so... It's, it's a fun show. We talk about movies, TV, pop culture. Uh, we have a little bit of uh, news updates every week, too. So if you want to stay in the know, that's how to do it. Uh, our latest episode, as of uh, the date that this episode drops, is about uh, breaking down the Oscars, uh, who won, who lost, who, what the uh, important takeaways are. Um, you can find that right now at... WTKR.com slash news slash podcast. A lot of slashes. Rolls right off the tongue. A lot of slashes.
2: <laughs> slash news slash podcast.
3: WTKR.com slash news slash podcast. Or if you follow us on social media, you can go to uh, the link in my Instagram and I'll have the Apple podcast link there. We're also on Spotify, uh, Stitcher, all the good places, Google
2: Play, you know, you, you know, know where to find it. You know where to find it. Um, Yeah, man. You, it, you know, Obviously, you know where to find us because you're listening to us, right? Uh, that goes without saying um, anything else you guys want to add before I close this out Leezy, Martin y'all good
1: oh no not really I just, be wanna, oh, sorry. I just want to say I saw The Gentleman and that's like the most The what? The Gentleman The Gentleman, gentleman. Nah, the gentleman. That's the, Yeah the Gentleman <laughs> Not at all what it sounded like you gentleman.
0: said It <laughs> sounded like you said The Gentleman and I was no. like nobody cares
1: about Brody <laughs> Oh no the Gentleman and like that's the most I've ever well, it's seen it's not two
0: words it's one word <laughs>
1: that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the Guy Richie one right Yeah that's the most I've ever seen like somebody be able to say oh he really bit off Tarantino for this Oh really? Yeah, mm, yeah. It, It's, it's kind, kind of crazy that,
0: Thing, Uh, which thing did he bite?
1: Well, his style definitely. Um, Well, you've never seen Snatch, obviously. No, I don't think that's as much of of this as this. This is
3: so quick after Aladdin. Like it's interesting that he has two movies within twelve
2: months. He probably had this script for a while though. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So uh, every time I try to get out, he pulls me right back in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say Happy Black History Month because I'm black, y'all. And I um I have a list of things that I'm watching. I'll share it with you if you care. There are things that I'm mostly re-watching that are like important to me.
2: Nice. You said you got a list of it?
0: Yeah, I'll post it.
2: Oh, you'll post a list? Yeah, okay. I'll post a list. Great, great. It's funny. Uh, Schaefer's texting me right now. He said, uh, man, you gotta watch. They've gotta have us if you haven't already. So Schaefer, I have. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not. We are just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. This has been an On-Ear Network production.